0: We sold it for a thousand bucks. Both of y'all are fixing to get the wrath of God from me because I'm so goddamn pissed I can't even hardly really talk.
1: I have never been this pissed off in my life. Somebody might end up in a goddamn grave.
2: Welcome to episode 115 of Gundam at MHQ. This is Chris, and I'm joined, as always, by Solbro and Neo. Say hello, guys. Sub gang, how y'all doing tonight? Hey there, this is Zippadan standing in for Neo.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Reporting on Nazi advancement in the Pacific.
3: Coming destination Brussels the nazis are coming into the town <laughs> Sorry well, folks I've se- I've seen a little boardwalk empire so you know what that means
2: Unfortunately uh someone who's not coming into the town tonight is Richard F Carr mm-hmm. Where's he going Who uh was confirmed for the show then had something come up then was reconfirmed for the show <laughs> then had a job come up so we will have to Reschedule for him in the future, and we apologize for that. But uh, you know, stuff happens. People mm. are busy; they have jobs, so it uh, it's unavoidable. How, how,
3: how dare he feed his children? Aww. and Not speak to us. <laughs> <laughs> dare you provide for your family while you convince me to mm. be with us? So, yes, we we will be uh, we are the fans. We are the fans. Do you know
2: what what power we have? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. (laughs) We will be doing some other topics. One of them that was regularly scheduled anyway was an anime spotlight on a classic mecha series from the 80s, Panzerworld Galleant, which we've mentioned briefly in the past but have never done an in-depth discussion on. And then to replace the interview with Mr. Epcar, we're going to be doing one of your listener-suggested topics. But first, I'm going to hand it over to Neo in the Larry King Memorial Journalism Center to... Hit us up with all the latest news. Oh, thank you,
3: Chris. And uh, greetings all from the Larry King Memorial News Center. And uh, greetings to Mr. King. Lord yeah,
2: King. I, I do want to ask you, though, um, have you seen the uh, the dedication for the Will McAvoy Memorial news desk that's underway? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Tell me about that, Chris. I, I think we'll have a satellite reporter coming from there pretty soon.
0: Oh, oh hopefully it's Dennis. <coughs> <laughs> Could
2: be,
3: Could oh, be. you know what, Chris? That, that, that brings it up to a point. How was how was the trip with Dennis? Because we we kn- we know that last episode you were unable to make it for the show, so we had Dolo stand in, and and I know it was uh, some some hard hitting journalism. Uh, what was it? Um, you, Dennis took you over to Europe to cover the debt crisis over there, I think. Or no,
2: the, we were in the, uh, we were in Syria. Oh, oh Syria! Oh, man, embedded. Nice. Yes, embedded. <laughs>
3: And, and I, heading
2: out in, in a bombed out house in Damascus. Nice, nice. Embedded
3: man. you mean you mean uh, embedded in a run-down tavern serving uh <laughs> prohibition swill.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the man has a whiff to him and it's not the whiff of like uh the stink of ammunition and uh, <laughs> or the whiff <laughs> of success. <laughs> the smell of no, success. it's just it's the, the the stench of cheap booze. It's
0: it's the stench of Jameson, and I don't and... mean Jay Jonah. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Th- I
3: don't. I think Jameson's a little too rich for uh, oh, no. <laughs> Dennis's budget. There,
2: Some Dennis, he just he just takes the cheap shit, like whatever. He in his words, he said, whatever numbs the pain faster <laughs> is my master. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Dennis. (laughs) But uh, all right. Well,
3: thank you for that, and then we'll get to the some of the Neo's listeners' news news articles here and of course you can always submit those in the neos listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the mecca talk forum and a little housekeeping it seems to be a um a recurring theme now <laughs> a lot uh, of housekeeping
2: how dirty is this place
3: <laughs> <laughs> well the last couple months uh, it's been, been a lot a lot a lot of a lot of mud being tracked in um first off um if you're gonna post articles Uh, See what your comrades did prior, Uh, especially maybe check uh, a day or two before to see because Uh, I had a few instances of some repeat, uh, uh, repostings and I, you know, once again, I, I, I like the enthusiasm and stuff, but you know, just for the sake of everything, just, um, you know, make sure that some, something that you're posting hasn't already been posted.
2: I can swear Uh, you've mentioned that before. It's like deja vu. It's deja vu all
3: over again. Yes. (laughs) Uh, the, the other thing, um, uh, you know, you don't have to do a, a, a moulaflaga summarization of the article before. Posting. Is that what we're
2: calling them now? <laughs> yes. <It's, laughs> don't yeah. don't pull a
3: moo, um, but uh, you know, just putting a link there. Well, we
2: already have we already have an action that is described as pulling a moo, so you have to call this something else.
3: Oh, this is uh, don't flaga it. Don't flaga okay. these posts. Okay. Um, <laughs> Basically, you know, just put a quick little thing of like what the what the the po- what the article's about. Uh just putting a random poster or a link. Um uh, I'm a very busy. Just man. the facts, man. Yes. I'm a very busy man here and I sometimes have Lord King up my ass uh, you know, with these news articles, these news stories. So, you know, I w I wanna make sure I'm 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 getting the meat here. That's that's what we do here. But um and uh two um you know once again, when it comes to what you're posting, we do like some stuff. It doesn't always have to be mecha-related, but you know, if it's uh, really not that funny or uh, exciting <laughs> or uh, you know whatever, uh, just just maybe just put in chaos theater or something like that. Oh dang! But- <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: well, no, they 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 have a broader topic thing than we do. Chaos That's theater
2: so- doesn't do news.
3: Oh, damn you! <laughs> <laughs> Do you, well, is is there a news opening? <laughs> is there an opening for a newsman on Chaos City? <laughs> Why are you looking for
2: a job? <laughs> we ain't hiring.
3: Hey, no oh, times. I'm freelancing, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you will you have peanuts and you'll like it.
3: I was almost out of here, but that, but that, that job, uh, that job opportunity for uh, chief news reposter at Huffington Post fell through. So, um, oh, oh, what a disappointment! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have all the skills needed to, uh, you know, right click, uh, <laughs> paste. Wait, I
2: thought, I thought you were applying for a job as a crack reporter at the Daily. <laughs> no, no. I was was doing it at, Je- I,
3: at that, and I was gonna go to Jeff Daniels' uh, news station so I can work uh, work with that that great that crack team there. Over at Paul- the
2: uh, the Will McAvoy Memorial Desk.
3: Yes, maybe talk of about the D- truthiness. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that maybe. <laughs> God, what a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: Thank
3: I haven't even seen season two, and I know it's a pile of shit. But, anyways, first article here comes from Rygen's. And yes, he's got more stuff here about the robot tomes. And this comes from this is coming from the UK. Mm-hmm. The Metro. Is that a newspaper? Yeah, I think it is. Well, it's going to be out of business. There's a Terminator Central <laughs> Center. God, why? You know, I hate I hate that when you read the stuff when the English post things because mm-hmm. they put uh they, they write center wrong. They put a R Centre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course they're wrong. Yes. They may have created the language, but we perfect.
1: I was
0: about to say
3: <laughs> That is a joke all you my UK friends. But um there was a Terminator Center or is at- it? It's up to you to decide. Um, at Cambridge University. And uh, it's, it's been, they're going to save us from all the robots. And uh, they actually, it's a project known as the Center for Study of Ex- Extensions Risk. Existential Risk is being co-launched by Lord Rees who warned humanity could wipe itself out by 2100 in his book Our Final Century. He will work with philosophy professor Hugh Price oh, and Skype co-founder Jan Tannen. I don't know if you want to work with that guy.
2: Oh. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> Man, it sounds if, like this lord will be like your new your new master, like you need to become his uh, his apprentice yep. and and follow him into the desert. Well, Professor Price, the robot tomes.
3: he said, uh, "quote We have machines that have trumped human performance in chess, flying, diving, financial trading, and face, speech, and handwriting recognition. The concern is that creating artificially intelligent machines, we risk yielding control over the planet to intelligences that are indifferent to us and to things that we consider valuable. So, yes, I Ooh. hope. Yeah, I, I need to get on these guys live stream or something because,
1: <laughs>
3: you know." I, I should be a keynote speaker at this point. You, you need
2: to go and present. You need to show, show up like dirty and ragged with a long beard and carrying the robot tomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> with, with, a, with a shirt that says, John Connor is my homeboy or something like that. Nice.
2: <laughs> John Connor was right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Regions, for this submission. And next one here comes from... Oh my gosh. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, computer, I think the con- I think my computer is rebelling against me. Oh
1: uh,
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> Next one here comes from Bert Man 4 and uh, this is coming from the Japan Times. Mm, that must be a newspaper too, maybe an online type. Uh, but there's Tokyo is going to get a third Gundam cafe as two weren't enough. They're going to get two more, yes. Major toy maker Bandai said Monday it will open a cafe based on the popular robot animation series Mobile Suit Gundam in Tokyo Station Underground Arcade on December 20th. Oh, wow. Christmas came early for Tokyo. (laughs) It'll be the third Gundam Cafe in Tokyo after those in Akihabara and the Obadiah districts was opened in April 2010 and April of 2012, respectively. Wow, they broke up the feng shui there. They, April, April, and then they now they're doing December? That's odd. It's going to be uh, 61 square meters. The new Gundam Cafe will have 26 seats. It will be open between 10 a.m. and 10.30 p.m. Hmm. The menu will include 50 food and beverage items with gundam theme names, such as Jabro Coffee. Oh, man. What that tastes like.
0: Swamp water. <laughs> <laughs> well, ja- Jabro is in South America, where, where coffee yeah. is uh, mainly exported from, so...
3: Wow! Oh, look at, look at, look at. Uh, somebody, somebody learned something in geography. Sober. Uh, over... I,
0: I should, I should say this. I, I just recently read that coffee is probably going to go extinct in ninety years. So,
2: um, enjoy that
1: jumbo well, coffee while you can. It won't
2: matter because uh, by twenty one hundred, <laughs> the robots will have taken over. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the math. See, the math works out perfectly. The oh, end yeah. of coffee means the rise of the robots. Oh. I see it. We just I charted. The, we just
0: charted the progress of the end of the I world. See. Take so that, you're
2: Mayans. Saying yeah. that coffee,
3: the coffee reserves will be depleted. So, what's going to cause more panic in the world? The depletion of the oil reserves or the depletion of the coffee reserves? I say coffee reserves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> coffee reserves followed by helium because yes. then there won't be uh, funny voices for Stone College students or balloons for uh, birthday parties, and the robots will come bearing gifts. Oh no! That's poison how, gifts of Satan, robot Satan,
3: Robo Apocalypse, man. The freaking robot—they they'll trick you, man. Come to, come to the come to the Speedway. Everybody, come to the Speedway. And they, don't you know, they,
2: don't listen to the robot devil.
3: No, no, don't. But thank you, Mr. Burtman for for your submission. Burtman Four has got another one here. Oh, and uh, it is um, talking about—it's actually something that's going on right now. And, and uh, it's uh, there's a. There's a uh, gun, uh, Gunpla contest going on in Akihabara. Oh, and nice. You're going to be able to see about 400 plastic models created by professionals. Hmm. Not people like me or Solbro. Wait, Solbro, <laughs> never holds his models. You just have show to it for him. <laughs> yeah. Soul Pro is the only person I know that outsources the building of his Gumpla.
0: I I really appreciated his handiwork, and uh, I, I build a few of my own. I, I I I'm proud to say, just not the ones that uh, are, are are anything above master <laughs> no. Do you For- do you
2: outsource them to young Asian boys <laughs> <laughs> with green with <clean> sweaters? <laughs>
0: I'll get Foxconn right on that.
3: Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty cool, though. The exhibit is at the Akihabara UDX venue. It's going to have 30 works created by those seeking to represent Japan in the world competition. It's also going to have a huge screen that allows visitors to view the movements of a life-size data Gundam,
1: Ooh, Ooh.
3: And a fictional weapon that appears in the popular anime series. So Officials of uh, Namco Bandai, the parent company, said they expect Gundam-related products to account for about about 10 percent of total sales in the fiscal year to end next March well that's good I'm, I'm glad'm glad you like to put on an event for your fans
0: <laughs> oh, damn let's uh, let's, just, uh,
3: let's just make it a brass tax uh, it's going to be about 10 percent of our sales next year so how you doing but uh, thank you Bertman for for your submission. next one here comes from. Um, this is some lawsuit news coming from Chains and Guns. Oh. This comes from uh, the Anime News Network. Uh, they, they, they they, take their writing from the, the Will McAvoy School of Journalism.
0: Oh, damn.
3: Code <laughs> uh, Aki and some other manga creators are suing seven bo- book digitizing shops. Oh. They filed a lawsuit in the Tokyo District Court against seven book digitizing companies and their representatives. They're accusing the defendants in uh, Tokyo... In nearby Kagawa Prefecture, of violating copyrights by offering to scan printed books to make electronic copies for consumers. Yeah, I'm actually surprised we don't we haven't seen a lot of that here in the United States, or maybe it just nobody's brought it up to thing there. So I guess they're scanning books and then uh, selling it selling those uh, scans to people as uh, e-books so there's some uh, 122 creators that sent a letter of concern last fall to cover uh, 100 Japanese shops that are doing this so um, wow definitely, uh, definitely some interesting stuff there so thank you Chains and Guns for Lawsuit News uh, Chris Guanche as the legal reporter of uh, Neo's News uh, any comments about this um, about this pending lawsuit
2: meh oh, well alright <laughs> remember to go to Legal Zoom, right Chris <laughs> Yes <laughs> If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. quit. Oh.
3: <laughs> that is that.
2: Still sound advice.
3: OK, The next one here comes from a friend of ours, the foul sources, a, a, a great Canadian, a, a pride for his country, um, you know, an upstanding citizen unlike those dirty Australians. Oh but this gosh. is coming from a source fed new, sourcefednews.com. Mm-hmm. And this is oh, this is some other scary stuff. The title is "Robots Will Kill You, But Only If a Human Tells You To." That's uh, that's
2: Ooh. Yeah. that's the first law of. Robo- <laughs> is that the The alarm's off in your mind.
3: Well, this makes it even worse because this is hitting close to home. This is the first <laughs> the first law of robotics. This is violation of the first law of robotics. The Pentagon has confirmed that if a robot is going to kill you, it will be a human that directs it to do so. <laughs> So they're talking about the drones, and they said they made it crystal clear that every time one of the drones drops its lethal payloads, this decision has to be made by a human being that can be held accountable if necessary. So, yeah, definitely some uh, crazy stuff, and uh, I guess some things that we'll probably be uh, seeing a lot more as uh, drones become a bigger part of the war thing, and Q trades right now. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Mister Foul Sorceress. I'm for- just
2: saying, mm. when when you see Hatsune Miko getting near a drone, that's mm. that's when we're screwed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> don't don't let her near them. Don't Did- just keep her very far away.
3: Please do. Don't even make jokes about things like
0: that. Macro <laughs> Macro's, plot, macros plot plus taught us that ver- that valuable lesson. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know. Uh, that's just, mm. but next one here comes from uh, one of those very dangerous Australians. Hide your wallets around this guy, Vent Noir.
2: Oh man! Oh, high-level high prisoner. Yes,
3: you know the the worst of the worst. Uh, the the only thing that could be worse would be a Mula Flaga, and that's like. <laughs> that's that's super that's level 500 no uh, <laughs> uh, actually this is some cool stuff here and definitely check out his link here because uh, Pacific Rim the the long awaited robot mecha kaiju killing battle with badass black guy Stringer Bell is one of the old grizzled senpai pilots Japanese um, Japanese girl that'll be uh, the lead character directed by the Mexican guy Mm-hmm. Um, they they kicked off their viral campaign, so uh, this is going to be some cool stuff in here. And this comes from it's not a trailer, but uh, um, they they have a they have a lot of cool little things here. There's some short promos, mm-hmm. and uh, so definitely check them out. They got some uh, memos here that are like redacted, like you would see when people release stuff. Oh, the Pentagon released, you know, and it's all like redacted. So that then that if people don't know what that means, it means that when you see those letters and they have like it's all the big black bars blocking out important things. That's what they got there. So definitely pretty cool. So check that out.
0: I actually uh, I watched this video as well as the new one that just dropped yesterday. It was um, they show one that shows a news report uh, of uh, of the Kaijus attacking uh, different parts of the world. And um, they show little glimpses of them. It, it's shot kind of like a uh, Cloverfield. The, uh, the, the the little the little viral video and it's really neat to see. You even get a see you even see a shot of the pilots themselves from the back. Um, you they're not it's not a close shot, but it's as close as the, I guess the 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 footage could get. And um, it was it was really neat to see. I I like where they're going with this viral campaign. Did did,
3: did they have a uh, stringer bell go? Hey kaiju,
2: where's Wallace? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they,
2: no, this, the kaiju are that- all like,
0: Omar's coming yo, Omar's coming. <laughs> Right before, right before he gets killed in the movie by the Kaiju, you'll say, "Get on with it, mother!"
3: Thank you, Ben Noir, for your submission. And Australian authorities put him back in solitary. Next one here, more Pacific Rim news, and this comes from Rodimus76. And he's got some links here that are they're pretty cool. If you want to see what the uh, the mechas look from Pacific Rim, there's some line art and some diagrams and stuff. And I gotta say, they look pretty damn cool. You know, some of them are uh, a little bit better than others, but I, I would say for the most part, eh, I'm pretty impressed, Chris, as a uh, as a noted uh, Mecha aficionado. Wh- wh- what's your uh, take on these uh, Pacific Rim uh, Mecha here?
2: If it's not designed by Long Lake Kotoki, I don't care. Is <laughs> <laughs> Chris gone? Why did,
0: why did Gundam hipster show up? Chris, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the line art hipster, man. <laughs> I liked all the series back before they were made, before everyone else saw them. You were there at the beginning, weren't you, Gundam hipster? I was there before there was a beginning. <laughs> because when there was a beginning, it was already too lame and mainstream.
3: Nice. Uh, that's, uh, that is true. Uh, do you have your, uh, your, your, your Gundam-themed scarf on right now, Gundam hipster? I'm, sure I'm wearing
2: gonna- my uh, Gundam themed ascot and i'm drinking gundam flavored pbr Ooh. are you uh, are you
3: excited about the third new gundam cafe that's opening up in tokyo or is that just kind of you know past its prime at this point
2: it's too mainstream now after the first one
3: <laughs> i could see i could see but um all right well thank you Mr Gundam Hipster um is Chris there or, or, or are you just too cool to care
2: <laughs> I I just had to I had to punch this hipster and and tell him to get the hell out of here Did, did you leave this your front hipster. door open <laughs> <laughs> Would you leave
3: your front door open and the the and 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 accidentally buy a six pack of PBR and open one and the, the smell just attracted them so
2: uh, the guy came from an independent record shop.
3: Oh man, <laughs> easy. I shop at
2: those. lecturing me about how uh, CDs are uh, inf- inferior trash. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like dated Gundam hipster. <laughs> circa circa nineteen eighty nine. Oh my
1: gosh.
3: <laughs> Mr. Rodimus 76 for your submission. Oh man, this is going to be a oh this is going to cause lots of controversy. This is come oh and it, it, this would only come from an Australian. They love to stir up the pot. Oh boy. This is from Vent Noir and this is from the Anime News Network. Gundam Movie Domains listed under Sony Pictures. <gasps> Oh my God. Three Gundam related domain names Gundammovie.com, Gundammovie.net, and Gundammovie.com. Oh, the first two had hyphens between Gundam and movie. The last one doesn't. We're registered with the host name server, server, SonyPictures.com. Sony Pictures Entertainment is a US based television film production distribution. Chris, what are your thoughts on this? World coming to the end, or is this the long awaited live action Gundam movie that we've all wanted?
2: You know, if, if I could be bothered to give a fuck, I would say something, so I'll turn it over for you to comment on it.
3: Whoa. Oh, actually, I, I think it's just a way of, for them to um, squat on this, so maybe there might be a point somebody would do this so they can sell it to them at a very large price. Uh, Solbro, as the resident Hoper and Dreamer, um, <laughs> so, um, were you all a giddy? And did you do a special little dance when you read about
0: this? Well, I, 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 I know that when uh, domains get bought. Answer the question. I, I,
2: <laughs> I'm getting there. Don't wait for the translation. Just answer yes or no. I, I know when
0: domains get bought, it's not a reason to really get too excited. So I, I just. Oh, my God. I was, I was. I was uh. Confirmation. Cautiously optimistic, I guess. Um, I don't know or think that it's going to actually happen. I'll believe it when I see a trailer and um that's 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 what definitely about the fan made trailer will that will that <laughs> satisfy your, your there's curiosity pl- there's already plenty of those my friend
3: <laughs> all right well thank you mr vent noir for your submission next one here oh my god vent noir was god he must have been he must have been good that week there's a uh he's got another one here and uh, man, Chris, you know, of all the mangas, Gundam mangas out there, um, you know, all the great ones like Crossbone Gundam and, you know, Crossbone. all that. The, the other one that always comes up there is one of the greatest is uh, Advance of Zeta. Well, uh, <laughs> it's uh, listed here in the Anime News Network that there's going to be a spin off manga. It's launching. And uh, in the January issue, a MediaWorks monthly comic. Dekigen Dio magazine is going to be launching Mobile Suit Gundam uh spin-off manga. It's going to be Advance Zeta Toki ni Arshi Mono. I don't know what that means, but I think I think Mono means one, so one of something. Uh the the manga is going to begin in year oh my god. This is a stretch. UC 0079. Hmm. During the first year of the one-year war in the first Gundam series, eight years before Gazeta. in the first chapter, a boy named Van Asalano and his friends attempt to flee the war, and their fates change when they a certain soldier. Hmm, that doesn't sound good. So a it's, certain
2: soldier rapes them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: Soldier.
3: The novel series is going to take mostly place in UC 0085 when Fan is 18 years old. Ooh, he's legal for that certain soldier. Um, oh,
2: just... <laughs> Too old.
3: <laughs> so, hey, when, did, when was Zeta? 0087. 87 to 88. Okay, so there we go. So definitely oh, check that oh out. Oh, boy,
1: more
2: re- really ridiculous and ugly uh, prototypes of everything.
3: Damn. yeah and I'm sure the first chapter, when released, will be an automatic hit in the western uh, speaking areas because even though nobody will read it, uh, just because it's a you know just because it's being done, it's going to be the best ever. so definitely check that out. Uh, next one here.
0: Well, I look forward to that review five years from now
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, depends on but uh, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Next one here, <clears throat> from Ventnor. No, this is actually from Bertman Four. Oh man, I think we've dealt with him earlier. And
2: this did is... we did we really deal with him?
3: We did. <laughs> we did deal with him. And this is going to be some gaming news. Oh, and Gundam versus Kami Rider versus Ultraman. That's the premise of Heroes versus.
1: Oh, sheesh. And
3: yeah, Spike Chun sauce next game is another Mobile Suit Gundam Ultraman and Kami Rider crossover. Her- Heroes versus a development for the PSP. Wow, what an innovative system. Has 18 selectable <laughs> characters with their own story. Namkai Bando, who are publishing the game, released a trailer. so definitely <laughs> Ch- Namkai
1: Bando?
0: <laughs> Namkai? Is that what he said?
2: Yeah, he said Namkai Bando. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that like some uh, offshoot company a Namco Bandai <laughs> I think I
2: think it's one of their offshore companies that they use oh, to filter no. their funds the or, New- or is that the uh, the Singapore knockoff like Bendy <laughs> oh, oh no Oh, Namco Bendo. it's, Na- Nam-Kai Bando. it's the- <laughs> I didn't realize I
3: said that well anyways they're gonna have a game so thank you Mr. Burtman for the hell with everybody making fun of me on this Ooh. This is interesting news. Mm-hmm. This is from RZ3. Hey, I wonder if he's related to RG3. I don't think so. Because <laughs> he wouldn't be on here. R- um, it's, it's
0: RLZ3. RLZ3.
3: RLZ3. Okay, yeah. there we go. Well, guess what's back in print on Amazon? The Mobile Suit Gundam Awakening Escalation and Confrontation Paperback. Hey. For the low, low price right now, I'm seeing of 1085. So that's if you've cool. never read that book, yeah, it's it's an interesting take on um, the Mobile Suit Gundam story. Definitely very uh, very graphic in some of the descriptions of um, a lot of things in there. So um,
2: it's a major. I, I a need major... to get my good luck charm. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think everybody wanted that good luck charm, but uh, good luck charm, Selah. <laughs> read the book to find out what the good luck charm that Chris speaks of and uh, <laughs> yeah. this, cover, ooh, this cover is going to be different because the first one I actually have this book it's a silver grey tone book mm-hmm. but the printing, this one's going to be red oh like, shit no, probably, probably just for whatever reason probably because it's a cheap printing they'll probably say this is the only color we had available here red but um, speculations go so Chris, are you gonna pick this up? No,
2: because I already have it. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Will you pick this up?
0: <laughs> I, I I've got it myself. I bought the the second printing, so I, I'm, I'm quite one? satisfied. What's that? You got the red one? That's no, the, no, no. Because there was a previous printing, even before that, where the names were different. Way I, back in the, in the '90s. Oh, way, yeah, I think it was in the '90s. And then the one we picked up, you and I, we've got the second printing, where all the books put together. And uh, I think Chris has that one too. And then there's he's, this yes. one.
3: He's saying here that this is a second printing, so maybe he's wrong. I don't know.
2: But thank you all. the second printing oh, by this by that, same company. By that, that but it's company. the third printing overall.
0: Yep. There we go. Confusion.
2: Hey, hey guys. <laughs> I'm looking here at the page on Amazon. <clears throat> book description. A great read. Asian reporter. Oh, shit. Is,
1: <laughs> does it really
0: say that? I close yeah. I closed the uh it, it does indeed. It's right here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Asian reporter, a great read. Isn't, that, isn't
3: there a, is that the same Asian reporter that does the new on Family Guy?
2: <laughs> that
3: lady they always have? <laughs> Asian reporter. <laughs> oh, no. I can't believe I did a Family Guy reference. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, it must be the end of me. <clears throat> but, yes, thank you for that submission, RLZ3. There you go. Next one here. Man. Vet Noir was just blowing up, <laughs> but the next one here is from Vet Noir, and it's the Anime News Network. There is the live-action Star Blazers is still in negotiation, and screenwriter Christopher McCathry, the such uh, looks he's getting credits here of. The usual suspects of Valkyrie and the Wolverine, Chris or Soulbro. Do you know who this guy, who, who this is?
2: Oh, Christopher McQuarrie? Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> man, you mangled even a name that was in English, man. What have you been drinking today? You been hitting that sauce with Dennis? Not oh. enough. Oh, man. Yeah, he, well, I I, he's I,
3: been attached to the Skydance Productions possible live action mm-hmm. remake, Star Blazers. Nice. And he revealed in an interview that he said, "Yeah, quote, yes, the longest, the longest rights negotiation on planet Earth. Good I Lord. think we're very close to, very, very close to finally. There is one last piece in the chain that needs to be worked out, and when it's done, I will immediately be able to start writing that. So, uh, one last it,
2: man who needs to be killed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course, it's the dubbed and partly rewritten adaptation of." Uh, space Battleship Yamato. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I guess they've been in talks to acquire this in 2011. And Skydance, um, the head is, oh, he's the son of Larry Ellison. David Ellison is the CEO. They'll produce it if the deal's completed. That's, that's, that's his, uh, that's his talk there. So thank you, this Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Next one here
2: christ how much more news is there jesus
3: there's a ton that they put up man i actually had to he skipped through
0: quite a bit yeah
3: yeah there's quite a bit there we'll skip through uh, some
0: more christ he's almost done he's almost, almost done. done
3: the last one here or the second to last one is from bbc news and a star wars fan made a real life version of the millennium falcon so check out Mr. Mecton GM's link here and see, uh, see what that's Can't all about. do the
2: Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs?
3: <laughs> well, uh, I, think it, I think if it does a beer run in less than 12 parsecs, <laughs> they'll be happy.
2: Just to, just to expand on that, it
0: hasn't been built yet. They, the, 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 the project has been started, and um, they're doing it. Um, they're, I guess a, a, a one of the people behind it bought a, a big plot of land in Tennessee. And um he's gonna get a, a a lot of help from a bunch of welders around the country to come out there to help build that. And they're going to pretty much make a school or a camp for welding. Um, with that being at its at it, it at its base once the project is completed and bring it. So they're so they're learn.
3: using they're lightly veiling something as we'll teach you welding. Yet they're gonna get cheap labor to build the Millennium Falcon.
0: It's a labor of love. I mean, if anything, I I I, I mean I I I think it's cool that they're coming together to do
3: this. <laughs> who's the head of this project space gordon gecko I
1: mean,
3: <laughs> well i
0: mean it, it, if anything they got a lot of heart and uh, i wish them well I, i'm but no soul see.
3: No, there you go No soul. They no. <laughs> didn't read the transformers bible oh damn so, <laughs> you know what i would do i would drive up to tennessee mm-hmm. and then with building this and i would just slap mickey mouse silhouette bumper stickers all over it
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> terrible <laughs> worship your, your new master
3: yeah, bow down to the Mouse King. Um, <laughs>
2: the Mouse King. <laughs> <laughs> All will worship the Rat King. <laughs>
0: All will worship the ro- the Rodent Overlord. <laughs> Mickey Mouse ain't nothing to F with, man. Just so you see that episode of South Park, man. He don't mess around.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mecton GM, for your submission. And the last one here. 'Cause I'm gonna skip some Namco or what I call it, Na- Nam Namke band Kai
2: damn Bandai. <laughs>
3: it's, it's about G Generation's Frontier. They got a trademark. There you go, courtesy of Vent Noir. No, the last one here is from the suspicious red lamp. Yes. Oh, this guy. And this is he's got a link to the extended teaser teaser trailer and it parentheses it says the Japanese version of mm-hmm. Star Trek Into the Darkness. Oh yeah. So check that out.
0: That's uh, I'm kind of curious. Chris, what what are your thoughts on that trailer? Just briefly, I guess.
2: You mean uh, Star Trek: Night Rises?
0: (laughs) Is that what it is? Let me let me look at this. Pretty much. It's 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 um, definitely going into some dark realms, and um, I love I love the uh the little monologue from uh benedict cumberbatch man um and just to see him handle business Pe- The the internet is a buzz right that, now
3: that uh that scene looked like they were um they were in the second pirates of the caribbean movie when captain jack was on that island so when they're jumping off of the thing if you look if you look closely oh wow um, someone, there, made to, someone made to isn't, comp- that, isn't that where uh obi-wan uh messed up anakin <laughs> <laughs> I hate you! (laughs) I've got the the higher (laughs) ground. Hey, who's the uh, who's the blondie? Is that uh ensign that's, or Yeoman Rand?
0: That's that, no one knows. Um, but that, the actress' name is Alice Eve, and uh, people were saying that that's the woman that should have played. Where's Khan? I
3: don't see Khan. I thought Khan was supposed to be in this one, well, there, right? Yes, that's, that's the so, big point of contention. Come on, man, where's Khan?
0: That's the big point of contention. When you watch the movie, they make an allusion at the end of the trailer to the to the Wrath of Khan, which is probably a big misdirect anyway. Yeah, but uh, it's people were Abrams. Yeah, Abrams. it is Abrams. So you know, Abrams does like the lie and mislead you so but yeah just a get lost what is is the illusion to wrath of khan
2: two hands on on the on a glass pane
1: oh at
0: the end not only that but some of the clothes that you see uh benedict cumberbatch's character wearing Someone made the comparison to some of the clothes that Conn wears in the Wrath of Khan, and um, the fact that he's superhuman because he's making all these like uh, oh.
3: these big moves, and, and he's. Uh, he's really- speculations <laughs> are going crazy on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the, the this, but the, there's just as much speculation that it could be Gary Mitchell. Yeah, Gary Mitchell, who 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 pretty much got godlike powers.
3: Oh, Mr. Silver Eyes. Yeah,
0: Mr. Silver Eyes, but, but even though he doesn't it's see Mr. that, Mr. Silver Rap Eyes, Mr. Aluminum Rap Eyes. Yeah, <laughs> all we know is that he wants revenge for something, and um, I guess we'll find out soon. Another trailer is going to drop soon during the during the Hobbit. Um, I think it's a minute and forty uh,
2: a minute forty. Uh, that's how they're tricking everybody trailer.
3: to watch the Hobbit. Yeah, doing the Star Trek trailer
2: because we know. That's no, they're tricking movie. you is on IMAX the first nine minutes. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. I forget that you can get a nine-minute preview if you go see it
2: on IMAX. That's right.
3: And then and then you can quickly fall asleep during The Hobbit for the have a nice four-hour nap. At least it's Star Trek got Jackson. It, okay. <laughs> so this movie is going to have Khan in it. So let's Boy. let's just make all these predictions now. It's going to have Khan in it. Why do the why do they not have the most awesome Star Trek uniforms ever? Then
0: I thought I saw Alice Eve in one of the old uh, one of the old uh, female uniforms actually. So. Uh, I don't know it it, it no. it's not the uniform no. he's talking about. Oh, you're, talking about you're talking about the turtlenecks? Talking, you're talking yes. about the burgundy turtlenecks? Get out of here.
3: <laughs> let's not even go let's not even go there. The uniform's so awesome they even showed up in your beloved Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> better better the better than the Captive Card onesie. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: <laughs> better it's better than those Spanix pajamas. Yes.
1: Man. And, and,
3: and and another thing, where is the Riker beard in this in this um trailer? I'm not what? seeing one.
2: It, it the movie is well, see Riker. in the original series, beards are only used to indicate your evil mirror universe self. So you can't you can't have beards.
0: Oh no,
3: no. But uh the the Captain of the Reliant had a beard and con I watched that the other night. They showed it on TV. And um because I was actually thinking that if Gundam ever goes to a video uh, podcast, I think we should wear the Star Trek 2 uniforms while we record this. I will have no problem doing it.
0: <laughs> well, you might get your wish because uh, Shatner shows up in this movie, so you never know. They might have him in that uniform. Shat is in this? The Shat has been confirmed to, be, rebu- to, make a, to make a cameo in this film. So. Greatest movie ever. Uh, unless they, let, unless they leave it on the cutter room floor. That's the only way it's not going to make it in the film. <laughs>
3: and how pissed is Pedro? But... <laughs> Oh, no. Thank you, Suspicious Red Lamp, for your submission. And thank you all posters in Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles Thread. And, of course, you can always put those there in the Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles Thread in the goddamn section of the Mecca Talk forum. And I will bring this back over to Chris. Um, Chris, wake up. Um, <laughs> I think there might be some hopes and dreams that need to be dashed. Maybe, possible.
2: <laughs> well, what? I I do want to make a statement before the hopes and the dreams oh, are man. are listed, and you might say it's uh it's a Straight, Straight Talk right. Express running yeah. through into the hopes and dreams and just crashing <laughs> right on through. I don't
3: I don't think the I don't think the Straight Talk Express ever started as its own thing and just kept going into something else. <laughs> this is a first, my friends.
2: So it's just sort of just smashing through the wall like a Hollywood blockbuster action movie. Mm-hmm. OK, so here we go. Now, we all joke about the hopes and the dreams. And, you know, I I uh, like to joke on the Facebook group of just being this cruel overlord and whatnot. And it's all fun and games. But there's a part that's uh, <clears throat> not fun in games that uh, I'm not happy about, and that is over the years, uh, people continuing to call me jaded or a hater or a pessimist or a cynic, and I, I resent those things because I'm not. And what I want to say to the Hopers and Dreamers, not just the ones on the Mecha Talk community, but the entirety of the Hopers and Dreamers is, I am sick of your shit. Oh, man i am fucking sick of your delusional fantasies and your stupid shit i've just had enough of this nonsense and i cannot stand just reading and hearing all of this bullshit where you people who have these deluded fantasies you are the ones who are optimistic and hopeful yet anyone who lives in reality is a pessimist or a cynic or a hater And every time the facts are presented to you people, the same response always arises, and that is, well, I'm going to keep being hopeful and optimistic hopeful and optimistic about what exactly that reality will suddenly invert and everything will be the opposite of what it was before is that what you're hopeful for because that's that's what i don't understand you know i see a company bandai that has pretty much fucked up every single release they've done since the success of wing and has run this franchise into the ground I see Bandai Entertainment no longer exists and all of the Gundam DVDs are out of print and now at scalper prices. I see... Uh, Just the middling effort of releasing unicorn on right stuff at expensive Japanese prices. And Mm -hmm. what I see there is a franchise that is pretty much dead in America. Yet others see uh, magical unicorns that are going to fucking crap rainbows and drop pots of gold. Not (laughs) what they do. (laughs) <laughs> and and I see, uh, oh, let's just you know do some petition or some stupid hashtag on Twitter. Let's let's get Gundam back on TV by showing that there's a demand for it. Well, you want to see you want to see demand for Gundam. Let me let me show you demand for Gundam. There was a tweet just the other day from Ed Chavez on the Vertical account, and he was saying that it looks to be that the print run for the first volume of Origin is going to be about 4,000, which falls in line with what he told us when we had him on the show. Mm -hmm. But that's on the lower end.
3: I'm part of that 4,000. I am too.
2: So 4,000 in a country of over 300 million million people (laughs) with – who knows how many Gundam fans, only 4,000 of us could put our money where our mouth is and actually step up and support a product. 4,000 people. God, I and don't you even see, live in a city that small. And, and you see somehow uh, a massive demand for Gundam. Who the fuck would want to bother trying to... Get Gundam on TV, whether it's Bandai or Funimation or whoever, if only 4,000 people could step up to buy a fucking $22... Hardcover manga on Amazon. Yeah. But, oh, but it's, it's, it's gonna turn around. It's gonna be a fucking huge thing. It's gonna be fucking magical rainbows. So let me read a post that, uh, Mr. Chavez put up today on 4chan because there was a discussion about Origin and M. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about, uh, you know, what, what numbers they need to be successful. So here's what he says At this time, the print run is 4,000, might go up to 4,500. Breaking even happens. At about 3250 if we go with the beige matte cover with character art or 3500 if we decide on the faux leather with foil mech's cover. Mm. Okay. But then, of course, uh, reality kicks in and that's the law of diminishing returns, which is exactly what he says here. But each volume has to hit those numbers, and that's my biggest worry. Starting at only 4,000 units, generally series lose 40% of readers between volume one and volume two. And then half of that, and half of that, and half of that as each new volume comes out. Yeah. Which means by volume two, we might be in trouble unless people follow through for a change. See? That's a man who lives in reality because he's not hoping and dreaming that all of those magical Gundam fans will come out of the woods and order his company's manga, because already he knows that they have not. Yeah. So there you go, Gundam fans. There's your hopes and dreams right there. You you keep on living in your fucking delusions, and I have just had it. I'm done with the stupidity. I, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to bother trying to uh, show anyone reality and disown them of their illusions, because clearly, no matter how many times you all are shown reality, you just want to live in this fucking magical fantasy land. And let me tell you something. If you think I'm jaded, look at yourself in the mirror, because you guys are setting yourselves up for such massive disappointment that when reality comes crashing down and destroys your hopes and dreams on its own with no help from me, you bastards are going to be really fucking jaded. So think about that. Look, at, we're talking that, to you, Jab, man. Oh, oh ouch. <laughs> and and with that, I am done with Hopers and Dreamers forever. Ooh. Well, all right. Well, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's the end of the segment, gang. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess you could still do it. It's just they're you not going do it you could you they're just not going be crushed. You can discuss your thoughts and i'll I'll hand the crushing hammer over to neo, but I'm done. I'm done. I can't no. take the stupidity anymore and if uh if people think that I'm being too harsh or I'm being a dick well i'm I'm being nowhere near harsh enough. I am wearing the kid gloves on this if if you really want to know the honest truth, so there oh, no. you go. Enjoy your dumb fantasies, your little magical Gundam land where everything is perfect. Because you know what? I wish everything was as perfect as you all believed, but I understand that reality doesn't work that way. So you all have your hopes and dreams. I am going to enjoy my pre-order of Origin and and actually know that I bought it and supported Gundam, unlike a bunch of you bastards. So there.
3: Yeah, and then then get stuck with, you know, up to... Well, it gets stopped at volume three because only you know a thousand people ordered that volume three, so yeah, that's that's some pretty uh, that's some pretty disheartening news, and I can see Chris's uh, you know anguish, and uh, you know I can understand his his tirade here because. You know, it's it is people we, we see it on the Mecha talk boards all the time. Oh, this or that or blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, we we get this guy on Gundam. We talk to him. And I mean, it's it was twenty two dollars. It's probably still that on Amazon or some somewhere around that for a very nice thing. And they got four thousand orders. That's awful.
2: It's $18 now on Amazon. $18 oh, wow. and 4000 Yeah, because
3: yeah, the, the less it sells, the lower the price goes on Amazon. Jeez. So, yeah. So you have no no, uh, you know, no way of saying that you can't afford it now because we all know that these same people that are the hopers and dreamers, they go to their local anime conventions and stuff, and they spend 50 bucks on some bootleg thing. That uh you know, that's that's not even official. So if you can do it there, you can do it on this. So I, I see Chris's frustration on this. Yeah. So
2: people that's what's uh, called business. Businesses are out to make fucking and they're not happen. out there to be yeah. your friend. They're not out there to give you something just because you want it. There has to be a market for it and and here we are, a market of only four thousand people who give enough of a fuck to support the origin and Gundam as a whole. So there you have it.
0: Well, I mean, the, the, at least it's not too late for other people who haven't pre-ordered the book to pre-order it. So if you guys have been holding out, put your money where your mouth is, just like Chris said. I mean, if anything, uh, it, it, if you want to see this book succeed. That's a hope hey, injury. I'm,
2: well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm challenging them, if anything. I'm sure, it can still change, but the fact that, that at this point, there was already so little to begin with. Yeah. You would have expected at least double the enthusiasm given that this is the re release of something that's very well known that never even got finished here. And, and yet everybody
3: only... and every one of these people talk about.
0: I, so, yeah. I I can't think that every Gundam fan listens to our podcast. Matter of fact, I know that's 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 the truth. Um but yeah, you know, but everybody's
2: if, heard about this because this has been advertised on their Twitter, it's been advertised on Anime News Network, it's been mentioned all over the place. So if you, so if, if, you, if, if the, low, the numbers are this low, it just goes to show that uh, people may talk about wanting to support things and wanting to buy things and wanting to have all these things and how great these things are and how much of a fan they are, yeah. but when it matters, they, they can't put the money where it matters.
3: Yeah, because it's easy. It's easy to sit online and say, "Oh, we need to do this and that, and that." But it's 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 hard to sit there and actually follow through with it.
2: Companies care stuff. when you vote with yeah. your wallet, not with yeah. a hashtag. <laughs>
3: and, and, and yeah, exactly. And believe me, it's it's going to trickle down to other companies because other companies are seeing this. You know, with bigger, you know, with uh, you know, bigger properties and stuff like this. Everybody retreats stuff. Oh, great, retreating but you know that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything to those companies unless hey you buy the buy the product and you're seeing it everywhere
0: so, mm-hmm. well, shout out to everybody who did pre-order the book, and tell your friends to do the same. And uh, like I said, I'm not expecting a miracle, but it's, I, I wanted to be in the press. Pretty sad though, man, because I was yeah. expecting at least. I thought maybe like ten thousand.
3: That's what I honestly
0: thought. I thought so too. I thought we I thought we'd actually easily make ten thousand for the for for, for that uh, to get pre-ordered, and for it to be at four thousand. That's a little that's a little that's a little raw dog right there. And then people need to step it up. And it's Christmas season, so not only pre-order the book for yourself, but for for people you care for.
3: <laughs> well, it's 4,000 pre-orders, and 2,000 of those are mine. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to resell them on eBay. So. I
2: wonder if people even you don't care for. Give it to <laughs> your enemies. Yeah, a, a late Christmas present. Hook them up. It, maybe maybe <laughs> it will become a friend.
0: <laughs> you might actually like them. You're like, oh, this is some pretty good stuff. Here.
3: Maybe
1: yeah. you'll understand each other. Oh, you're back. Oh,
0: buy, buy a bunch and send them to the
2: Gaza Strip. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, so Sobro, please hit us with oh. your your Hopers and Dreamers. Oh,
0: Christ! How can I follow that? You can't. <laughs> I just destroyed the segment. How about How about we How about we wait until next episode, where where the dust is cleared, and <laughs> I can remember which which hope and dream we left off on. So <laughs> if anything, I am I am mentally sp- mentally f right now. Before the, Before we started recording, Chris had promised me he promised me that his his uh, Straight Talk Express or, or Straight Talk. Uh, Pit stop would be severe, and um, he wasn't playing.
2: I told, I told you, I you told not, you, you were not up in the round. You wanted to do it as a segment, and I told you it wasn't going to work. After I said my piece, burn him.
0: But uh, if anything, uh, that was a sobering take, and I'll toss it back to Neo. <laughs> well,
3: actually, to Chris because he opened it up. So, oh
0: yeah, sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. Please take us home.
2: <laughs> well, well, actually, that.
0: can I
3: can I crush a hope and dream then? Oh
2: so sure. Okay, just cool. just uh, an honorary.
3: Yeah. every one of jabman 025's hopes and dreams (laughs) i hope never ever happen and if there's even a sliver of it the world will explode and death and destruction will reign all around him
2: but what if some of those hopes and dreams were things that would actually be beneficial
3: to you does not matter because these are hopes and dreams of jabman and to be (laughs) honest with you his hopes and dreams are not going to be beneficial to me, so because I don't live in Candyland. land. Oh. but
2: I, I know I know you're waiting for that seed movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you're waiting for that? What, you tell me seed all the time. Movie?
3: What are you talking about? Like pumpkin seed? What is this? What is this all? <laughs> what, what is this nonsense you're talking about? Seed movie? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: One of these decades. Yeah, <laughs> we we'll get that follow up to Destiny. Well, oh with the
3: writer, would she because she had cancer? So you know, because there's no other fucking writers in Japan. F Fu. Damn. Back Damn. to you, Chris. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I took the venom out of Chris's thing. <laughs> Damn.
2: I'm gonna just Screw step you back. jab, man. I thought I was being hateful. Jesus.
3: Well, I am a disciple. On, Mark. So
2: we never record on Friday night again. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, man. You must have been hitting the soft after work. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to you, Chris. A little
3: pre party. So.
2: <laughs> oh, you're, you're pre gaming? Maybe. Mm. Okay. So, with that, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back to discuss Panzer World Gallant. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. <laughs>
1: Let's do no such goddamn thing.
2: I can't believe Game and Warfare gave Gears of War a 3 a 9.4. Ugh! Those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6! Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way!
1: You guys are still playing with your consoles? Can't you fully
2: immerse yourself in true PC gaming! <laughs> are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases sure you are so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again our main podcast focuses on all gaming news big and small and don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting fighting games best games you've never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that inhale. what our main focus is, let us be your first stop and Second Opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio.
3: From a time long ago, in a basement far away, there comes a time when there's only one hero to protect us all from the trolls. Warranted and unwarranted.
1: Is it him?
2: Against Gundam C
3: Destiny.
1: It appears Destiny is firmly on my
2: side. what? There stands a man who alone
3: will defend the honor of said show for all to enjoy.
2: You're
1: something that shouldn't have been allowed to exist, boy. (laughs) Just shut up!
3: His name rings out and is like curses to those evil dears.
2: If people learned of your existence, they would want to be just as you are! (gasps) That name? Chadman 025, Defender of Destiny! You shouldn't blame me!
1: This is mankind's dream! Mankind's desire! Mankind's destiny!
3: Coming this fall on WSBR, your home for DVR hits.
0: Wow, this is pretty cool!
1: Don't hate
0: me for trying
3: to
1: shoot you. Frankly, Scarlett, I didn't give a gun damn.
3: Everyone, welcome back uh, to Gundam at MahQ, and this is going to be our first segment. We're going to be discussing uh, Panzer World Galliant. It is a uh, it's it's a twenty five episode series that uh, debuted in nineteen eighty four. By Takahashi. Uh, it's basically set in a world called Arnst, and it's a kind of a medieval type of world, so it's got that fantasy feel to it. Oh, yeah. uh, um, you're definitely going to feel... The 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 things of some things like Escaflone and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Set world where there is a king and a queen, and they're overthrown by this evil warlord called Martyr, who's kind of a bald guy that likes to sit in a giant fish bowl with the mask on and do good little (laughs) things in there. And uh, he, of course, uh, conquers the kingdom, kills uh, what was it, uh, King Yoder. Is that what was it? That was his name, right?
0: King Boulder. That's it.
3: Yes, King Boulder, and kills him. uh, Takes uh, the princess, Princess Fiona, Queen Felia. Felia takes her as her captive. Actually, Han Solo's her. uh, (laughs) It's like like a weird, like clear substance, and hangs her on the wall. So, uh, and then they have a young son, Prince Jordi. Who actually is, is escapes the conquering of the kingdom with uh, the you know the king's loyal trusted knight Asbeth, mm-hmm. and, you know, which uh, gives you the the allusion to uh, or you know kind of the foreshadowing because this happened before Escaflown, of uh, of Balgus. Balgus yeah. This
2: guy takes, totally is Proto Balgus, no he he doubt. <laughs> about,
3: takes <laughs> takes young Prince Jordy off and uh, teaches him the ways of being a man and being a fighter, and uh, we see. Uh, uh, a couple years later on, Prince Jordy's out there. Uh, Martyr's forces are going around conquering more parts of Arts because he's trying to, Arts because he's trying to consolidate his power and conquer the whole country or the whole planet. Actually, you know, Prince Jordy finds a long buried um, mecha machine uh, called the Gallium. the Devil
2: with mustache.
3: Well, this is <laughs> Red this,
2: Devil. <laughs> this, is, uh,
3: this is Red Devil. Uh, Recheck. Transformers G1, so <laughs> and uh, of course it's the super uber machine, and, and we see throughout the show that there's all these mass uh, mecha weapons that are buried, and both martyrs forces and the re- and the uh, rebellion forces led by Prince Jordy and his friends uh, are digging up, and it's got probably one of the coolest uh, mechas ever, uh, Centaur uh, mechas. Oh yeah, yes, and. Uh, so of course, uh, Jordy with his band of friends. He's got some misfits like a dashing junkyard redhead. kids. Yeah, he got some junkyard junkyard kids. Little Cheerio, that's uh, just this annoying little girl who's like the daughter of one of <laughs> the, <laughs> the um, This and then like this um, this dirty like uh, like I guess uh, like pickpocketer Windu. A I red
0: wi- red window
3: Windu. Red <laughs> Windu. He's not he's not related to Mace, but I mean. <laughs> Could be. Oh yes. And then of course there's the busty redhead that's actually we find out a uh, an alien, you know, that um he's she's from a society that's actually watching over what's going on in Arst and the things with Martyr. because they're part of something called what was it the S- Society of Higher Civilizations and they're just kind of like these this like they're more technologically advanced than the people of Arnst and they feel that they're trying to... They're kind of like the watchers and they keep everything in check and then...
2: Well, they're not very uh, fashion advanced. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> the one thing they're not is fashion advanced because they're, they're... All their fashion sense consists of a silver, like, onesie with a hood. And so it's like e- even uh, when Homelka goes back to... Because she's being tried because she's um she violated the prime directive because they basically have like a prime directive. Oh,
0: exactly. <laughs> you
3: cannot interfere with the uh, you know the developing world's ideas and stuff like that. And she gets brought to trial. And even uh, even her you know she's uh, it's kind of curious on this one because they you know they, she's got the hood on and everything, but yet the uh, the the suit that they put her in is is more form fitting than what she, the little toga she was wearing earlier. So it's uh, very interesting, very. Interesting uh, story. We we eventually find out that Martyr is an alien from a faraway world that's part of the society of uh, higher civilizations, and they they lost their will to fight because they used to be like a really aggressive and mean people, and his whole deal is to go back and conquer his former world, yada yada, and stuff like that. So you know, it's kind of your typical uh, medieval fantasy show. Definitely a lot of a lot of things showing of um, the medieval times. When it you know, and, and not the restaurant, but just um, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of swordplay, a lot of you know, people in animal skins. But then they're riding in mechas and and things like that, and unearthing all these different weapons and stuff. Uh, typical of the 80s, a very open-ended uh, ending. A little abrupt, a little bizarre, a little kind of just, you know, whatever. So we're going to be talking about the 25-episode series first. There are three OVAs. What is it? Crest of Earth. The first two, I think it was Crest of Earth.
0: Earth Crest of Heaven.
3: And Crest of Heaven. They're compilations of the original series. The last one is Crest of Iron. Mm-hmm. Is is basically a retelling... Or kind of like a, I guess the best way of saying it is like an Escaflone movie, where it's it's you know the names are still there, but everybody's in little different parts and pieces, and even and even a lot of different looks because everything's redesigned. But first, we're going to talk about the twenty-five episode uh, show, and uh, I think uh, we'll go with Solbro first to see um, his thoughts on Panzer World Galliant.
0: Oh man, well. Uh I finally sat down with the show and, um, I was tickled pink because, of course, it's a Takahashi show. So it's, uh, uh, I think it's the second one we reviewed on the show, uh, the first one being Votome. So it was nice to delve back into that, um, to his creative world. And, um, it reminded me of a lot of things I have seen since its creation. Um, one of the things that struck out to me was the whole, the whole story plot line of all this, uh, old technology being buried underground, being uncovered. All these mm-hmm. mechanisms and whatnot, you know, uh, we saw this also in uh, *Turn A Gundam* so um you know it's not turn a of course came after this so it was it was a little bit of uh deja vu when it came to that and i don't know if it, uh that whole plot element in turn a was a homage to panzer world galleon but maybe it's also been a story element in the we, shows we haven't circulated soul bro just <laughs> posted on the internet hey, well, ripped
3: off panzer world galleon
0: <laughs> I, I think i don't think it's the only show to do so because no, uh some not. elements of the show such as uh asbeth Uh, It reminded me a shit ton of Valgus from, uh, (laughs) thank from uh, from and um, uh, Jordy. I I I, I've got to say I really enjoyed his character. He was game for anything. Anything. This kid was like ready to go. He is. You know what? You know what
2: Jordy was like. What's (laughs) that? Like the legend of King Arthur.
0: Oh,
2: (laughs) you know. in, In in reality, yes. Yeah. In re- actual reality he yes. was like the legend of King Arthur the from 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 uh from small things greatness grows mm-hmm. and he uh he learned the sword and he found a weapon and he took down the baddies. So, yeah. yes, he, he is like the legend of he, King Arthur. He got He, this he work- wasn't he wasn't
3: like the previous legend of King Arthur who He wasn't like the legend of bad, Arthur, you know, <laughs> cried, made some hot pockets, talked to Haro. Sat in a seat while Haro did all the dirty work, and yeah...
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Solbro. He's he's more like he's more like Arthur, the real legend of King Arthur, apparently. But um, yeah. Uh, I I really enjoyed his character. He drove the show in every every direction that you wanted to see it go. Um, you know, the action centered around him. He was a he was a great lead. And uh, I, I I I you know even though um we got to learn about him as the series went along, and you know there was like no no huge revelations. You know, he he took his responsibility once he found out who he was. Um, you know that the fact that he was the the prince that should What's be. Power comes great responsibility, great responsibility. and he. Yes. Took his, I mean, he did have a few moments in the show where he went off on his own. <laughs> that before uh, when he when he tried to save his mother from. Uh... <laughs> When he tried to save from his Jabba. mom from Technicolor Carbonite.
3: That whole, I'm sorry, Solver, but that whole scene when Jordy goes to rescue his mom. Because I'm not crapping. I'm not crapping, you guys. Yeah. She's un, she's hanging on a wall and like this. It's it's a clear, they, they never really go into what she's really in. but It's it, magic it's, amber. Yeah, so. it's, it's like magic amber. And she's just sitting there because she's a very beautiful woman and, you know, martyr. Is wanting her to become his wife once he conquers everything, but she's sitting up there. And the whole when when uh, Jordy actually um, when when they kind of I guess defrost her or whatever, it <laughs> reminded me of,
2: the whole thing of uh, I'm like, where's the Wookiee? Should he be here? <laughs> What? salacious crumb oh, yeah i'm just god. sitting there
3: i'm like wait i've seen this before mm-hmm. <laughs> so but go ahead Solbro. bro i didn't mean to rain on your parade no
0: it's is quite all right um oh, yeah, he, oh, I,
3: oh.
1: I, I
0: i you know granted he, he was a little selfish when it came to that but rightfully so i mean that was his mom being held prisoner by by marduk and um she, he, he, marduk
1: my oh,
0: god i <laughs> martyr i've, I've got my get my my wires crossed but martyr yeah um Uh, Being held prisoner by him, and 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 speaking of Martin, Martin was uh, he was he was a uh, a villain that was I guess um, very 80s, very very 80s, but he had his he had his principles, and I could respect his principles because once you get to the planet that he's from and where uh, uh, I guess Homoka and her people are from too. Um, Once you get to that planet and you see those people are just standing around, they don't even know what the concept of death is at this point.
2: They're basically drooling idiots. That's how advanced they've become, that they've actually turned into just completely lifeless uh, meatbags. I like the commentary there. I like the fact
0: that technology advanced and people were without want or pain, and they have forgotten what pain was like. I was like, can you imagine I, I, those people just stood around watching well, it, the world it's it's funny them. because
3: when when is doing all his stuff they're they're just like he's ha- sending out his uh because the mechas in this are all called panzers and they're sending out the panzers and they're just smoking these people <laughs> and you'd see you'd see like lines of people and like their buddy in front of them would just get blown up mm-hmm. they'd be like uh you know it wouldn't phase them
0: are crushed by rubble and they're just standing yeah. there it's like why is he not getting up and it's like are yeah. you serious like i, I love the scene where you see Red Wind? Who's, who's probably my man, my man in this show is Red Windu. Oh. Um, I, 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 I enjoyed his character. I thought he he was a lot. There's a lot to him that that matched him up with the audience. But uh, no, he's not. He's not your man. Oh man. Well, if he, if he ain't my man, then it's Don Slaus and the Pimp. I love that dude. No. but... Uh, no, he's not oh. your man either.
3: He's, he's <laughs> confident. Cool. Hi, Charlotte.
0: Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> the loser villain? Get out of yes. here. The loser villain can never be a Soul Bros, man. That's, that's I thought no, that was already
2: written I'll, in the... I'll do honorable nomination, Chiruru. Chiruru? Oh, come oh, on. Oh, that's the, a girl. The first, The first <laughs> female... Soul Bros uh, Man. Uh, honorable nomination because she is so useless and annoying. She uh, came and,
0: through though. She came through at the um at, at, at the at the melting of the carbon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she 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 bailed out um Jordy or Jojo, um his nickname in the show. Yeah, but I want I wanted to I wanted her to just die horribly so much uh, because she's just so goddamn annoying.
3: I when when they had to go through there's a scene where they go through this. Valley where it's like like anti gravity and there's like floating bones and stuff. Oh, yeah. She's so freaking annoying in there. I'm just like, can one of these dinosaur bones just crush her? <laughs> oh,
2: her? <laughs> can one of these she dinosaur was, bones just come to life for like five seconds and eat her? <laughs> or can't you just,
3: and, and the <laughs> thing is, she does not get any better. Yeah, she helps them out when you know when they're trying to sneak into the castle and stuff. But she's the, she still sucks. She's she's the one character that doesn't get the big picture. It's like all this stuff's going on still, and she's still like, ah,
1: oh,
0: ah, ah,
3: ah,
1: ah, ah,
0: ah, 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 and she did come through a little bit in the show. She wasn't useless. It doesn't mean that she as she she wasn't a moe blob to say the least. I, I've seen some useless characters in some shows and she is not as <laughs> nearly as useless as some other characters yeah, have Sa- been. In, it doesn't make her any less annoying.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this man says Saji Crossroad. Damn. Damn, you might have well, a point. But, hey, um...
3: <laughs> but but we digress. But yes. Mhm awful character but go ahead Solbro finish up with some of your thoughts here and then we'll bring it over to Chris
0: um, I, I dug Redwind I like the fact that he was trying to hit on uh, Homoka who is another great character Homoka with those uh, with those devious eyes I thought she was gonna be so, so much a villain when she first showed up um, there are some things that did bother me there was a big plot hole in the beginning where Jordy, um he wakes up after they discovered the chamber with the galleon in it and um, Asbeth comes to save them from uh, this big huge I forget what the monster is um, that's, that's coiled around it. Um, they're all knocked out by some flash of light from the ceiling. And um, you see a shadowy figure, which we find out later is Homoka. Um, when they wake up, uh, they're still in the chamber, but Jordi wakes up in a trance. And um, when Asbestos tries to snap him out of it, he, you know, just judo flips him. And he goes inside the galleon as if he already knows everything about it. They never explain how did he get the, the 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 knowledge to pilot the Galleon. You just assume that he was implanted with those memories when they were knocked out. At least that's my assumption. But they never go into detail about that. I, I'm assuming that Homoka probably gave him the memories on how to how to pilot that. But they never bring it up again or reference that scene later on. But you know, I, by, by the time the series is on a, on a roll, I'm already I'm already past that point. Really, but, that that that's the plot
3: hole that bothers you the most. No,
0: there were other plot holes too. Okay. But it it's like one of the ones that that that, that, that comes to me. Um I I think it's just as you mentioned it's a bit abrupt when they finally get to the uh when they when they all spacefold to <laughs> to the to the planet um I forget what that planet's called uh if anybody can remember um Planet to, Retard planet, planet Retard where where <laughs> Lamplad or whatever I yeah, think La- that's what it's yeah, that's that's exactly what it's called Lamplad, um and when um Martyr uh transports everybody there um I I was hoping that that would probably be a whole arc of the series but you know, by that time it's so late in the show that it makes me wonder if the show was cut short of its intended run. Could um, be, it, but, which is why. And and seeing how abruptly the show ends, I, I I guess I give the show a pass because it's from that era where shows ended pretty abruptly uh, when the, when they weren't um, doing successfully in the ratings. But um, you know, it's it is a pet peeve of mine when shows do end quickly. And I was hoping for in the OVA um uh, restructuring or uh, uh, the compilation, I was hoping it would be an extended ending for the uh the close of the of the story but there wasn't overall though i really like this show I, I had a fun time watching uh-huh. it it's very fast paced a lot of development I, I love a fantasy mecha show and this one really really uh fit that bill for me um I, the cast was great i thought the writing was great um you could see some things coming a mile away but it was still fun to watch and you can see a lot of shows that we've watched since then have been asp- inspired by this show so um, I'll turn it over to Chris to give his opinion.
3: Well, that that's my job. But thank you, Sir and Chris. Your <laughs> thoughts on uh, Panzer World Galliant? Mm-hmm.
2: Why, why? Thank you. Uh.
3: <laughs> and uh, Chris, before we begin, I, I'd like to uh, offer you the the uh, the title of novel hater in the general's <laughs> army, novice hater. Okay. Um, it's nice. it's a, it's a entry level position. You'll have to work up. But, entry uh, level. I
2: thought it was at least like like ROTC. Well,
3: I mean, it's it's a little bit above that. But we we the the general let me know that he's very happy <laughs> with the hate that you spewed earlier. So um, we expect big things out of you. you
2: oh, know. okay. Word. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Gallant is a series that uh, for a long time, I thought i 'd never see because many years ago only one episode had been subtitled, and oh, yeah, man. <laughs> then eventually someone else took it up, so it certainly is a product of its time visually mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean that opening sequence is so eighties yeah <laughs> oh yeah, God yeah with, with the Japanese Duran Duran
0: <laughs> yeah
3: well, what about the what about the ending? The ending is pretty pretty 80s too yeah, the,
0: same, the same band for for both the opening and the ending oh is was, it just, yeah, oh god you're, you're rocks,
3: the, yeah. the, the 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 ending song just really irritated me for some reason it's not a bad song but every time i heard it, i was just like "Ugh."
0: and shout out to the music because i think the same the same person who scored this this soundtrack was the same people who, the same guy who did uh Votoms' score as well at least it sounds a lot like it and i love the opening and any themes of the show i thought they were great uh-huh. and
2: uh martyr he just looks like so 80s bad oh, man. <laughs> with that just giant bald pencil bro. head of his
0: man a- anime james carville man
2: and, and just the all-black outfits, and he's just so lame-looking. Oh, yeah. And always just floating around naked in some bubble. Manga yeah. was unnecessary. <laughs> totally unnecessary.
3: So They never yeah, really that, talked about why he did that, did they? I don't I, really remember them saying why he was in that bubble all the time.
2: They might have mentioned it. I haven't seen the show in a while, unlike you guys who watched it more recently. But, yeah, the appearances of the characters is, is definitely oh, eighties. Yeah. The gallant itself is um, not that great of a mecha. Visually, no. I mean, uh, I believe what was it, Neo? You described it as um, Ironhide's retarded brother, or something? No, no. Uh, it's uh,
3: it's 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 the uh, it's the long lost brother of Wheeljack. Wheeljack.
2: Yeah, Wheel Wheeljack's Wheeljack's brother from another mother. Yeah. Oh, no. Who who has the most broke ass transformation system ever?
3: Yeah. Oh, that is just so yeah, it's so low rent.
2: Like, oh, the- let me let me swing my legs down and spread my arms like wings. And, and twist my head from
3: facing down to upwards now yeah. because now yeah it, it it is it is the most low rent girl walk mode there is.
2: It, it makes Wing Gundam and Wing and Wing Zero's transformations look fantastic by comparison. Oh That's yeah, they make them
0: look like uh, they make them look like the Zetas transformations. <laughs> Right. I, I I did dig the the Valentine sword that it wielded though. I thought that was a a, a nice oh, weapon to have.
1: Yeah. A, what, what, a what about
3: the uh, what about the later on addition with the uh, the little gun platform where it would uh, it would become you know it would become in its flying mode and then it would have a, a mace window there. Driving the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the cannon.
2: Yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, the other mecha, the other humanoid mecha, is pretty cool. It definitely has that escafloné feel okay. to it of a fantasy world. Uh, the centaur knight mecha are just awesome. Mm-hmm. They just look so cool. And I just love the fact that they, when they jump, that uh, fire comes out of their joints. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah Lambert's suit and so was uh, Don slarzen's suit were really neat looking. Man, I, yeah. I love. Her the
2: being the uh, the
3: traitor villain. <laughs> you know, be, they, they, they look harder. better
2: than than uh, itself looks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this show's traitor villain, not traitor villain, but loser villain. High shout it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He ranks up there with loser villains. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he he will give old the you know the old key. Jared. No, no, the king of loser villains is Burn Burnings. Oh, yes. I yes. Mean, it's, it's Which is funny because they're
0: both voiced by the same guy.
3: Get yeah. out of
1: here!
0: Yeah, you, you couldn't tell that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, It's been a while since I watched by in Japanese, so I did not know that. That's and crazy. of course, he's also
2: the greatest captain ever. Oh, Bright Noah's voice. Oh, no. No, 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 The other oh. greatest captain ever. Yeah, Captain Harlock. Oh, oh Harlock. Oh, no. Shoot. The other, other greatest captain ever. Oh, Jim, Jamil Need? No, no. The other, other, <laughs> other greatest captain ever. <laughs> The one you might say is a genius. Oh, Max. Oh,
3: Captain Max. Yeah. Okay. I
2: should have known because of the blue hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you've got you've got High, who he just looks so douchey before he even opens oh. his. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yes.
0: And we introdu- introduced we introduced him doing a real cool thing, sparing that girl's life. But um, after that, he just goes downhill. <laughs> He's
2: he just looks so douchey and. And ridiculous before he even says a word. Mm-hmm. And then he actually fights and uh, just gets worse and worse. And he's only in his exalted position because he's part of the royal guard. And I definitely had the feeling of this guy and his little army of losers mm-hmm. definitely felt like a proto Delandau yeah. Oh it's r- and his pretty, and his dragon pretty, slayers.
3: Yeah, his pretty boys, his little Damn. apple boys. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> yeah, they, they had that because they they talk so much smack. Oh, we're gonna do this for Lord High. Blah blah blah. He gets exalted by Lord Martyr, and, and they just and they would. They started going down like bitches. I mean, <laughs> they started. <laughs> and it was so great to see.
2: I like the clash of backwards technology with advanced technology which obviously was a major point of turn A but obviously um, in this series it's a medieval setting rather than a world war 1 setting so mm-hmm. that's kind of neat to see <clears throat> you know when people think of you know fantasy robot shows the big 3 that they always throw out is Escaflowne, Ray Earth and Dunba and Dunbine which was a you know a contemporary of Gallant but Gallant is totally overlooked and a little underservedly so it's it, it's not a perfect show but it is entertaining and Jordy is pretty cool for a mecha main character because he's pretty damn young he's like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. yeah. but Aside from just a few incidences of just being reckless and impulsive, he's a pretty serious and level headed kid. Hell yeah. 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 You know, I like him as, as a hero and the fact that he is sort of um, rising up and becoming a symbol for all these people who have been oppressed and downtrodden by martyr and want to take him down and be free.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because later on in the series, it's, it's kind of the only person that knows he's the prince. Up until a little past halfway, is Asbeth. And then, you yeah. know, for the sake of the rebellion, they, they reveal, reveal that, that he's
2: the, the heir of the kingdom.
0: When, yeah. when, when, it, when medieval Ron Burgundy lets everybody know? <laughs> what was that guy's name? Daltus. Daltus. Yeah, right. Daltus. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, the the father of Churu. Oh. So we have him to blame.
2: Yeah, so I, I enjoyed the series. It does have some rough spots, like. You know, Sobro mentioned the moving into the galaxy, which really should have been maybe half the show rather than just a little yeah. tiny portion at the end. Mm-hmm. There, there's some junk they could have gotten rid of, say in the middle or the beginning of the series to make way for that. So who knows? Maybe this show did get canceled. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, there's so many anime series that end in an abrupt way anyway, even if they do reach their f- intended episode count. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some I mean, shows that's... you watch, like, you watch a show like the original version of Southern Cross, you can so tell that show got canceled. Oh, hell yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: abruptly so. <laughs> but then this show ran the same length as Most Beta, and Most Beta wasn't canceled and didn't feel rushed, so who knows? We never will. Yeah. Well, but it, it, it is it, an enjoyable series, despite some of those uh, flaws in the pacing, and, uh, some very dated character designs and um, kind of lackluster main robot design that is outclassed by the enemy grunts and even some of the good guy grunts. Yeah,
0: definitely.
3: And
2: hey, hot busty ginger can't go wrong with that
0: ever. Hell yes, hell yes. Proto a uh, proto Haman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't really. give her that much not, credit. Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially since Haman's purple. There you go.
3: Yeah, there you go. But um, <laughs> okay, Chris. Anything else?
2: That's it for the TV show.
3: Okay, Um, yeah, my thoughts on the TV show, I'd have to be in the same uh, vein of uh, Chris and Solbro. I think this is it's a it's a very good show to me. It's got a lot of flaws. And I think that when Chris had mentioned that it doesn't really get its necessary due as being a fantasy mecha show as the other big three. I I think he's right on that. I, I, I think you can honestly put this up there. With with the Dunbine, I mean, Dunbine was not a perfect show. It was a good show, but there was a lot of stuff in that show that just wasn't right, too. And, um, you know, so I, I think it really needs to be thought of as, um, you know, maybe something that we, we need to kind of rethink when it comes to these fantasy mecha shows. Yes. Uh, like both Chris and Solberg said, it is a little dated looking. It is a product of the eighties. I mean, it is, it is Even more so than
2: Dunbine was cause Dunbine yeah. at least was, um, in byston well, and kind of really dove into that fantasy aesthetic. Whereas, uh, Galliant doesn't as much. Yeah, there's yeah, no it's, magic it's, in the
0: show either, which
3: Well, uh, it, I mean, the thing with this show is it's like 80s characters in like a fantasy medieval time. I mean, it's like the the characters look like they're from the 80s, like a contemporary 80s thing, but yet it's set in a medieval world. Um once again, yes, yeah, kind of cool with the uh, the old hidden technology being unearthed, uh, being used to uh, fight. Um, you know, to for martyr using it to take over arts and uh, the rebels using it to fight against him. Uh, I do agree that the the travel to the other planet, the Crescent Galaxy, there should have been longer that definitely does seem uh, kind of rushed because it seems like there's a lot more we could have done there we we've, we could have, there could have been probably about three to four episodes that could have been condensed or um you know uh, uh, or just immediately taken away and uh
0: i was waiting for that point of escalation where i thought that maybe uh you know like in turn a gundam where they they found a ship they were able to go into space with it and then you know they took the fight to uh to to the moon uh i, I was kind of hoping for the same thing to happen here and, and sure enough they leave their planet they go to another planet but you know you know th- it didn't really. The only thing that escalated was that planet became under fire, and and then you know yeah. the, the end all be all weapon shows up. But I was hoping that you know maybe they would end up teaming up with some of the uh, members of the of the of the, of the federation is what I want to call them. But uh, well, the,
2: the other the other issue they're too retarded to do anything. So yeah, pretty, that,
0: pretty much. That that they're a little too uh, vegetative.
3: The,
2: the other all issue. they know how to do is have flying saucers with flashy lights.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing because they keep keep saying like throughout the whole thing, oh, if Barter does this, we're going to have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it, you're thinking, oh, they're going to mobilize stuff. But in the end, they mobilize some weapon called Eraser, which is like a bunch of geometric <laughs> shapes yeah. that just uh, flying over. And what is it? They're going to destroy. They kept saying it's going to wipe out everything at 1.6 parsecs. I'm like,
0: hmm. <laughs> You've just been erased. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly i forgot i I did forget to mention uh uh one one point that during that during that scene where um i guess uh homoka's talking to uh martyr and um you know you realize that she actually agrees with martyr just not the method of how he's doing what he's doing but she she does agree that her people need to be woken up but um not in that manner I, i thought it was a nice little touch towards the end where um where where you find out that his 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 goal was one it was just he just went around about it the wrong way but yeah that whole eraser thing
3: and i think that's when she makes the comment i Mm -hmm. think to uh windu that um you know him and i you know i'm just like martyr so i mean it's 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 a little interesting you know it's it's not the deepest show they do they do go into some deep areas they try to but then it's not too preachy it doesn't get you know uh too convoluted when it comes to a lot of the stuff that's going on and then at the end you know martyr like chris said really visually not a really impressive character in the end he he's not awful but you know the fact that you know spoiler alert here he's just like oh just let these people survive and I'm just happy to be back at my home because he was exiled and stuff. It was, you know, I, I, I guess I could see that's where it's a little lacking and, you know, you might have a little frustration with the ending, but, you know, this this is this is typical of all anime, it seems like. You know, no matter what time period is, is, you're always going to have these animes where you know, it just kind of ends abruptly or ends in a different way than what it was kind of building up to. So, um, but, uh... In essence, you know, in, in, in summary for me, a pretty good show. I think uh you know something that a lot of people if you if you want something different, especially fantasy Mecca would be a gr- a great watch. Um OBAs, anything else about um the the uh television series before we move on to the OBAs?
0: Oh, a, a, a solid watch, man. I encourage anybody to check it out.
3: Chris, anything else or
2: use methods to watch it. Cool.
3: <laughs> So I guess that'll bring us over to our OVAs. Like I said, the first two OVAs are basically um, uh, basically compilations. So anything that you guys want to talk about on those? No. Okay. Um, so, bro, anything?
0: If you want a reminder of what happened in the TV show, that's that's quick. Then then watch the first two OVAs. Sure. A- yeah. so how would you rate them as
3: compilations? Uh, <laughs> bad? Good? Awful? Uh serviceable. <laughs> oh. Chris, anything else on, on the compilation movies on your end? No. Well, that'll bring us to the <laughs> last OVA, which is called Crest of Iron, and it's basically a separate story. Um, you're going to see pretty much a name, characters that you recognize, and, and somewhat in the aesthetic, too, but there's going to be a lot of uh, differences here. Uh, as we see, uh, Martyr is now the king of the of, of Arnst and he looks a lot like Asbeth and he's got two sons vying to take over his position, which is wow, Geordie and uh ironically, High. And uh, <laughs> you see how High <laughs> is, you know, Geordie's the favored son. And uh High feels that he's entitled to this, so he goes through some unscrupulous methods to try to take the kingdom away from Jordy, as uh, his father Martyr is going to uh, pass it on to him so uh, Chris your thoughts on Crest of Iron weird (laughs) Uh, uh, anything else Uh,
2: weird (laughs) Um, sure too to, too yeah. too short to tell the kind of story that they want to tell.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I mean, this this seems like the kind of story that you would have had in a feature film retelling, like an Escaflone or a Daryl. Mm-hmm. So this is a fifty
3: like fifty fifty five minute OVA. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Fun.
1: I
2: will say I like the mecha designs in the OVA more than the TV show. Yeah, especially yep. the Galliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Galleon looks way better. Everything looks better. The animation obviously is better being an OVA, but other than the animation quality and the uh, mecha design, not much that I really liked about this OVA. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, anything else? No. Soul Bro? Um, yeah, it was a little rough to watch. Uh, I liked how it started. Um. You kind of left you scratching your head as to what was going on. Um, I, I I liked it. Uh, I'd say um, the the part where you see the foreshadowing of uh, Marduk being slain by uh, High Shaltot. Martyr. Um, Mar- Martyr, 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 Why am I saying Martyr? I, I got Marduk on the brain. Jesus, Martyr, um, who who looks like Charlton Heston in this. <laughs> anime charlton heston um but yeah uh I, I i like that story element there and the fact that high Shaltot and um and and jordy were his uh his sons or adoptive sons whatever you want to call them and even that uh chamoka was his adopted not chamoka but uh chiruru was his adoptive daughter Chimoka. <laughs> Chimoka. i'm just i'm messing what these things up you jesus christ man you've been uh, man. on the sauce too i am what, messed up some I'm not, I, or something i, I need a, i need a drink jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh for the most part, uh, it was cool to see them reimagined. Hamoka, she looked almost similar to her uh her, her anime TV series counterpart, except so she had short hair. Um and she but uh story wise she wasn't an alien she just belonged to another uh another uh clan of people the the wing clan Birds. or whatever the bird the bird clan <laughs> that's right and um it was I, I like to see her i saw it was cool to see her involvement I, I wish that red windu showed up in some way shape or form and lambert and them but you can't you can't have everything in this but it seemed to me like this whole ova was a, a bunch of leftover ideas they have for the tv show that that is formed into a story basically and um you know, some of it worked, a lot of it didn't. The mecha designs are off the chain, and I, of course, I enjoyed the music. But um, other than that, curiosity uh, it, it, curiosity wise, it's worth watching. Um, but. Uh, there's just way too many weird elements that take place especially how the Galleant shows up that <laughs> just is is just weird but uh that's that's pretty much all i have to say about that it's it's worth watching once if you enjoy the tv show
3: yeah i'd have to say i'd, I'd have to um you know agree with both uh Solborough and chris it, it is bizarre um one of the things i found really bizarre about it was the final battles with the galliant oh yeah where it just they there was just nothing there. I mean,
0: Yeah, he was fighting it, his own people and this, Yeah, he
3: and, and the problem was he was fighting like one mecha at a time. Yeah. You know, and it's like they have all these other mechas. He's just one mecha, yet they're just gonna fight him straight up. And there was just nothing nothing memorable about these. They they seemed like they were in slow motion just a lot. I mean, there's points during this these battles and this is a good part of the last third of the show. Yeah. And there's a lot of it where there's really no music, there's no talk, there's no dialogue. No, you just, just you just hear Yeah, but it's not even good violence. It's no, just it, it, kind of like predictable. Oh, it, he slashed the arm off. Oh. It seemed like
0: fan service, man. I'm watching yeah. this and I'm actually feeling terrified for the pilots who are getting skewered. It's like Terry Tate up against a squad of babies, man. That's how helpless those guys were when the galleon showed up. I mean, even, even, each one.
3: even the part where his little whip sword becomes basically bit funnels yeah. to go against High's Mecha. Mm-hmm. Y- you sit there and you're like, wow, this should be really cool. I should really be digging this. Mm-hmm. But it just was like, okay yeah i mean so i agree it it, it's it's one of these things is it as good as the television series no um is it something that you may want to watch after watching a television series yeah but you know i would say once is probably enough so but uh anything else on crest of iron before we go into our mhq ratings for the television show and the
0: ovas no No, no, okay We're good. If anything, we, we we said we we said quite a bit. <laughs> Chris, on the MHQ scale for
3: the Panzer World Galliant television show, what would you rate it?
2: I give it uh, three and a half out of five busty gingers. Nice. Ooh, okay.
0: Solbro,
3: your your thoughts on Panzer World Galliant, the television show?
0: I would probably give it about. I would actually give it about four of uh, Don Slarsen's curly mustache man. <laughs> that dude was so pimp. But uh, yeah, I'll give it four. I'll give it four.
3: And I would give it three and a half uh, Asbeth sword in the grounds out of five. <laughs> Oh, man. Soul Bro, uh, we're not going to really do any ratings on the first two OBAs because they were just compilation retellings. But Crest of Iron Soul Bro, what, what would you give that on the old MHQ scale?
0: Like I said, it's worth if watching. If you were to us. rate
3: this Soul Bro, like, you always <laughs> preference everything. If I was to rate this, what would you rate it at?
0: <laughs> I would give it um, two and a half. Uh, uh, victim. Uh, two and a half vic- uh, mecha victims out of, uh, out of five, victims. the those 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 pilots that we're getting, uh, uh, you know grunt pilots. That's what I would give. I would give two and a half grunt pilots because you know one of them gets cut in half, of course, thanks to Jordy. But <laughs> 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 two and a half uh, helpless grunts out of five. That's what I would give it. Okay, uh, Chris, your thoughts on Crest of Iron?
2: I would give it two and a half miss out of five. Damn. Damn. Damn.
3: And uh, for myself, I would give uh, the Crest of Iron OVA two horn chocobos out of five.
0: <laughs> those were proto chocobos, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they I'm were.
3: We didn't even go into those. But uh, any last comments uh, about Panzerworld Galliant as a whole, Chris?
2: Check it out, Soulbro.
0: by all means check it out especially if you love uh, uh, fantasy mecha anime but it's it's definitely worth watching and I cannot say
3: anything that hasn't been already said so uh, that was our review of Cancer World Gallia*, the 25 episode television series in the three OVAs Uh, we'll be back in a little bit you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ
1: walks down the street in that hat people know he's not afraid of anything goddamn Gun- straight
2: what did the animatics say when asked who would win in a battle between a magical girl and a team of pokemon
3: Who doesn't want to spin around, glow, and have all their clothes fly off? Anime. The battle stops when you do it. You don't have to worry about getting shot like no one ever thinks, Oh my god, she's
1: changing. Quick, shoot her.
2: Addicts. First of all, I would say that my Pokemon would not be enticed by your nakedness. 12-year-old breasts and ass are not going to entice my Charmander. Anonymous. I'm eating a sandwich calling my bookie (laughs) because I just stomped your ass. Podcast. Visit the Anime Addicts at www.aaapodcast.com and iTunes. I thought they smelled bad on the outside on upcoming superhero movies. Scott, I'm going to punch you in the face. Why? <laughs> because there is another movie that we must discuss. Oh, what's that? Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel. Okay. I'm not, Th- There's someone to say that? Here's my thoughts on Man of Steel. It's
3: Zack Snyder directing Kryptonian on Kryptonian violence. And as much as I'm annoyed that they're recycling a Superman villain we've already seen on screen and that there are plenty of Superman villains we could talk about.
2: But he was the best Superman villain. This is going to be the best Dragon Ball Z movie ever. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for for Dragon Ball Z. Please check our website and-
1: Open. God damn it! Open!
3: Prime, you said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus! I want the Matrix.
2: Never! Alright, welcome back to Gundam at MMHQ And to fill in for that interview slot with Richard Epcar We're going to do a listener topic This one comes from Moolaflaga Who says, uh, topic submission idea The editing of mecha anime series over the years Blah blah blah, Moostuff, Voltron, Robotech (laughs) Gundam, G Gundam, Wing, Seed, Escaflone uh, Blah 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 nice (laughs) you summed it up nicely (laughs) yeah so uh, we're just going to do a quick discussion of that we're not going to do a freaking historical dissertation on the editing of robot shows in America so just going to hit a few of the points so so bro why don't you hit us up with some Voltron
0: <laughs> well I, you know it's a, it's funny. Um you grew up with Voltron and um I when I grew up with it uh I didn't realize the show was even edited. I just thought that uh I just thought it was it came that way and then later on when I, I got exposed to uh go lion and saw how violent the original uh series for voltron was i was taken aback i was amazed that world events had to cut out as much as they did for an american release over time i learned of course that that was the standard back in the day for um airing an anime on american television you had to edit it down you had to kind of change the context of certain things and you had to uh americanize it to say the to say the least, um, try to remove as much J- uh, of Japan out of the product as you possibly could. So, well, not um, even a, not even really remove Americanized. It just they took all the violence out. That, but, uh, but you know. it, it, back in the eighties and and before that, that that was that was the case so with Robotech especially. Um, that was a show that they 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 tried to Americanize as much as they could. They tried to take out as much
2: Japanese elements as they possibly could. And um, and yet they translated a. Uh, if you're sneezing, somebody's talking about you, joking into English. No, oh, no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess some things they could, they could remove,
0: but um, yeah, just well, they the could have, knows. but they they chose to go with that for whatever reason. Yeah, they chose to keep it. Yeah, but yeah, Voltron. Um, seeing the uncut version of that show show was an eye opener. I didn't realize how much violence they took out of that and um there's other examples but i'll i'll let you guys get into that um back to you. well you, you didn't like uh, the endless loop of S- sven dying When, it, when, <laughs> it, when, it, when sven, it went sven not dying you mean sven going to the hospital yeah planet? that's
3: right he went to the hospital plane i forgot about that
0: and you know it, in all truth they brought him back um they made new episodes that's the weird thing about voltron is that the show was a bigger hit in the states than it was in japan and they actually made new episodes just for the american yeah. market with uh, Sven coming back and, and things like that, when he clearly died in the Japanese version of that show. Um, you know, the Robeast. Yeah, because if you actually see him
3: die and go lion, like, it's the typical, you know, the the Robeast broke into where he, you know, into his suit and it damaged him and all this stuff. And they. Um... You know, they, they in in the American version, it's just it's the faraway scene of him being laying down, and they like you know they're holding him up and stuff. And you can and if you watch it later on, you can see that it it is a loop. <laughs> they, they, they loop the scene, so very Interesting, but
0: yeah, but Voltron definitely is uh one of the the primary examples that you can point out of how uh skewered it very was.
3: Interesting, know that you say that it you know it was so successful that it no. warmed to new American versions of that show. It's so, one
0: of the rare cases where uh where that happened, uh, they the, another season got made of The Lion Voltron and they even went and made a uh a, a movie of Voltron that mer- that that there was a crossover between the the vehicle voltron um which i think was only released outside of japan i think it was released in japan after the fact but it was mainly made because uh of american interest in the series so yeah um people love the voltron man yeah it's 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 been hanging in there
2: (laughs) All right. And another show that preceded Voltron in America, not exactly Mecca, but of the same sort of persuasion, was Yamato, which, of course, had been Star turned Blazer. into Star Blazer. So I've not even seen all of Yamato, and I never watched Star Blazers on TV because that was definitely way before my time. So either of you have any experience with Star Blazers and Yamato by comparison? Yes,
3: and uh, it's uh, the Star Blazers is I've never seen Yamato in its entirety, but I've seen enough of it. And Star Blazers, the the thing that I remember about it, it is very Americanized, especially when they're in fighter planes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a think of it kind of like animated Top Gun where there's a lot of like shit talking when they're uh, fighting and they're they're hot blooded. They make the guys hot blooded, but they're not. They're American hot blooded. You know, they're not Aww. Japanese hot blooded. They're, you know, oh, we got to do this for you know to save all these people. And I can't even remember the names, but
2: the way they changed the names of the main characters, they you were you go very, you go from uh, Susumu Kodai to what was it Derek Wildstar? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was right. it was very like yep Derek Wildstar, and I forget the other guy, and and it was.
3: Yeah, very, uh, very like you know, kick ass in your face, American, you know, stuff. which...
0: Mark Venture, Mark Venture.
3: Yeah, Rich, Rich makes sense, especially in the '80s, you know, and and um. Well, this was the '70s, right? But they re- <laughs> they were replaying a lot in the '80s, though, yeah. too. Yeah, so. in
0: America, yeah, that's when it that's when it uh when it hit its stride. Yeah. So,
3: but. That was the big thing that I got, I got with that was, oh, yeah, Derek Wildstar. And they always talk to each other using their full names. That was one of the things <laughs> I really, yeah.
2: So they it they was, were, all, they were like, all sets in the,
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
3: So it's like, hey, Derek Wildstar. And it was like, you know, what? People don't speak like this that's what they did so because you you almost get kind of a feeling that there might have been something and this is way speculation but it might have been something where if this was popular enough they probably would have tried to bring over the toys or something like that because it it had a cool aesthetic to it but it was it was very much different than the amato where it's like oh this is you know it's we got to save the earth and there's a lot of shit going on and stuff like that. So much more upbeat than Yamato Starbucks. Was, was
2: the robot a pervert?
3: <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
2: Right so I'm going to jump next into, of course, Robotech, a show that uh, editing of a different means, which, like Voltron, was the combination of various unrelated series. You all know that story, so we're not going to get into it. Macross, Southern Cross, most Peta. But in terms of the actual editing within the series... Well, um, surprisingly, not much. If you yeah. look at the Macross saga, you know they did some trims here and there. When uh, Hikaru, when when Minmay and Rick are <laughs> stuck <laughs> on an empty part of the ship, they cut out uh, the ass shot of her taking a shower. Oh yeah, uh, so that's a notable one. Surprisingly, they did not flinch from really showing any of the deaths. They did not show they They didn't uh cut the depths of Ben or Roy hmm I don't think that they showed um yeah they cut out the uh sort of bloodstained cockpit of Roy's Valkyrie they also the cut death.
0: out they cut out the scene because I used to i I own a book called Robotech Art One, which uh, I love the book for this, but when I was a kid they actually um in after watching the show, if you flip through the book you'll see shots. From the show that never made the show in that book. So there's a shot of um when when Roy's laid out after he passes out in Claudia's apartment, you see like the blood. I guess his back is covered in blood or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah you, you can of course see that in Super Dimension Fortress Macross if you watch that on online. But um, in in the original cut of Robotech, you just see him pass over, but you don't see that shot of him. He the, the all the sores on his back and yeah um, well, that well. Was, uh, yeah, bullet holes. Yeah, bullet holes basically, <laughs> and he's just bleeding. Yeah profusely
2: yeah that's cut um another one that stuck out this is probably probably one of the most obvious and you probably Soulbro, know exactly what i'm talking about in the post-war arc when the Zentradi start causing trouble yes and, and there's a scene getting... where they're uh, stealing stuff and they're running away and valkyries are chasing them uh there's a scene where like a valkyrie like very brutally takes out some Zentradi. yes <laughs> and for the Robotech version, they just totally looped that with earlier shots of the Valkyries approaching from behind again, even though they were already there before. Yeah, mm. and and it's a pretty sloppy edit. It, it
0: is what they, I guess, because uh, that show was produced in a hurry. Yeah, so, it's, well, um,
2: it's also the technology of the '80s. That's what you were limited to. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't digitally, you know, cover crap up or mm. change things around. You know, you were limited to actually editing the film. Yes. Yeah,
3: and so. and and it's and it's funny about this because with the Robotech fanboys, the arc they love the most <laughs> is Macross, mm-hmm. and it's the least edited version from the the original Japanese cut. Isn't it's that, true. It's truest strange. to the original.
0: Yep. Huh.
3: Yeah. Strange how that works. <laughs>
0: Yet yet the macros, the original Macross version is crap compared to uh, the
3: Robotech yeah, version, apparently. Well,
2: let's get into that thing again. Oh, man, good times. For...
3: Sorry, yeah. <laughs> don't want Chris going crazy again.
2: Uh, another, another, another edit that you see, not because of censorship or anything, but because of the necessity of story is from the post-war arc, you see footage of Southern Cross edited in showing yeah, the Robotech yes. Masters to help set up the next arc. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um.
0: It's kind of a it, – it, 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 you almost want to call it a recap episode, but it's a foreshadowing episode with a lot yeah. of dialogue. It, it's almost like a, a an artificially created
2: episode if you look at well, it. Well, that's uh-huh. the first episode of Robotech Masters that's artificially created. Yes, that's yeah. true. That is Which true. We haven't gotten to yet, but in Macross, they would sprinkle in, in the post-war arc, little bits of the Robotech Masters to help set that up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at the end of the series, you have some – Editing again for story, where this was rather unusual for an American series, in that they killed lots of people who actually survived in Macross. Yeah, which is the entire bridge crew aside from Lisa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we well, know, in Macross, they all survived, but for the story necessity of explaining why you never see those characters again, yeah. they just killed them all off. Which I think is amusing that at the same time, Voltron is covering up deaths, mm-hmm. and Robotech is creating more. <laughs> yeah Robotech was weird like
3: that yeah. like if you if you really look at it it was it was very strange how they did stuff like that where you know we're going to cover up the fact that Roy is bleeding yet we're gonna kill all these people that aren't killed in the original version, but for the sake of continuity they gotta go you know and they still showed <laughs> and they still showed Ben
2: getting blown away oh yeah, yes
1: <laughs> <my stage. laughs>
2: Poor Ben. <laughs> which, we'll have to ask Richard car about that steak. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, I must have been the best steak. so you move into Southern Cross or Robotech Masters. And as I mentioned, the first episode, which is appropriately entitled False Start. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
3: <laughs> that is funny.
2: Unintended. (laughs) Is is a complete Robotech creation of a whole mix of Macross and Southern Cross Mm -hmm. footage. Yeah. And uh, the thing about Southern Cross, I don't want to get into this one too much because most of the edits that were done to this were for story purpose of combining all the shows and not so much content. I believe there are some shower scenes of Dana or she was called originally Marie. Yeah some shower scenes with her get cut out because can't have that with the kiddies. Yeah. But otherwise I don't recall there being much in the way of censorship, but then again, I've only seen Southern cross from start to end once. And the rest of it is story edits for the sake of combining the series like uh, by film, removing the second son because Southern cross took place on another planet called glory. But, it's supposed to take place on Earth, on Earth. as part of the Protect yeah. Masters, and yeah. obviously a second son would be a no-no. <laughs> um, of course, they uh, they made Bowie a relative of Claudia because he has dark skin, so obviously he must be related to her.
3: <laughs> all, all, all black people are related to Claudia in, like in the every- universe.
2: Anybody with dark skin in the Robotech universe obviously is related yeah. to Claudia.
0: Hey, oh, uh, there was a, there was another black man. There was a black man that was in uh, Macross. I forget his name. His name was Captain something. He was one of the, the one of the pilots. And I don't know if he lived or lived or survived that, but I, I thought he would have some kind of uh, some kind of kin in uh, Southern Cross or in the new generation. Of course, that didn't happen. But um, I guess you you got to be a Grant to make it in the. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. to it in the robotech universe and shoot this this guy this general who was his father the Matt in the southern cross version but was not i believe his father in robotech mm-hmm. what's this guy's name this general not, oh, not the Ro- fast Ro- type but Rolf emerson. Ro- Ro- emerson. emerson yeah yep. yeah voiced by yeah. michael mcconaughey i believe so but. there's that obviously some big changes with Zor and all of that mm-hmm. the flower of life being at the end of the series a great thing but a robotech is represented to be a very bad thing think, yeah. uh the three mounds being referred to awesome. as the wreckage of the SDF1 the ultra mysterious never before seen SDF2 Two, <laughs> yeah. that was always referred to but you never saw it. that was another dialogue it in Macross like oh it's a, I can see the SDF2 is on fire it's like what really because <laughs> I can't where is, Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> it's It's been hit so bad you can't even see it. <laughs> you can see that it's on fire but you can't see it. It was, it was obliterated on radio. <laughs> yeah. And, and the third mound is Chiron's ship. And, oh, yeah. it's these, like, underground ruins with, like, stones and, and leaves and grass. It's like, yeah, I didn't know the STF one was made out of, like, ancient stones. <laughs> <laughs> it, it flies better in space. Ancient yeah. stones. Yeah. But, again, these are all story edits. And then you get to New Generation, a.k.a. Mos Beta. And, again, some nudity edits because aisha or in this version marlene she shows up she's naked a few times Yep, absolutely uh i believe there was some nudity with huket aka rook Mm -hmm. Mm you know because character nudity was pretty common in the early 80s and Mm -hmm. most of the i mean there was not much in most as far as the story edits obviously you had um scott always babbling on about rick hunter Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> captain i mean admiral rick hunter is coming to save us it's like which after a while you're like christ just get a room and fuck this guy
1: damn
2: if you like damn. him so much you know one one
0: of the story elements i'm amazed they were able to keep and
2: you know it, to to this day
0: seems to me like a forerunner to a lot of things is um yellow dancer yellow dancer there's really no way you could edit yellow dancer out of the yeah. show or yeah. Lancer out of the show but the fact that that show was so embold- emboldened to uh to have a character like that cross-dressing, you know, uh, cabaret singer uh, that was in the show. You know, it it was, I think, uh, a forerunner in a lot of ways to things you could show on TV. Robotech as a whole was because I I never saw anything on TV like that before when watching it. Despite all its edits, it still was pretty unedited for for its day. And it's an amazing feat that they pulled off for that.
2: And then one obvious edit that applies to all three shows is all of their music was tanked in favor of one unified soundtrack.
0: Yeah. But... Upio Minucci, I believe.
2: While the soundtrack itself is pretty good, it is rather limited. And they pretty much, you can tell it's like they only focused on making, you know, new music during the Macross part, because by the time you get to Robotech Masters and New Generation, you know, they didn't really freshen everything up. It was just the same old themes from the Macross saga and, good God, the Minmay songs. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't... Yeah.
0: This is my big day. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's just, the less said, the better. So yes, the music, very obvious edit, and of course, the opening and ending sequence being a combination of footage from all three shows. Yeah. So, yeah, Robotech, very very odd beast, because for its time, you would have expected a lot more censorship edits, and they pretty much just were random bits of violence here and there, and, you know, female movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot lighter than Voltron got off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) So since we're sticking to mecha shows, we're going to jump more than a decade after this. We're going to jump way over Dragon Ball Z and... And Sailor Siobhan Moon. Yeah. And Sailor Moon. That, that's a whole different topic itself. <laughs> yeah. God. Just know that those shows got fucked when, <laughs> Yo, when
0: they aired. They did. Especially the the last two seasons of Sailor Moon didn't even air in the states because of uh, the content. They couldn't yeah. get away with it. There's no way you could get around lesbian relationships and things like that. And, yeah. and uh, I'd rather see them not get put out here in English, um, skewered like that. Uh, but yeah. Um, moving on. Yeah, and we're going
2: to land straight in the year 2000!
3: (laughs) In the year 2000.
2: (laughs) And land on Gundam Wing, which, you know, was definitely a trendsetter for its time because when this show aired, and I know this sounds so quaint now, 12 years after the fact, (laughs) but when this show aired and Toonami launched what they called the Midnight Run, where on weekdays at 5 p.m., the show would air on Toonami, edited. Mm-hmm, and right. then at midnight, that oh. same episode would air completely, completely unedited. unedited. Oh, yes. And there were noticeable differences. You know, the, uh, the lack of blood, mm-hmm. for one, in the edited version. Uh, the dialogue changes because one of the big things that American censors are uh, very big on is euphemisms for death because yes. they just don't think that kids can handle the concept of death and they don't like there being any mention of death. And you can see this also in American cartoons that it's very, very rare that they actually mention the words death or kill. Yep. They always use some kind of euphemism, which to me is just retarded mm-hmm. and just completely stupid. But we're not going to get into that because that's, that's a whole other rant. And I've already spent myself this episode on rants. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> die. He went to the next dimension, y'all. Next dimension. <laughs> you know, uh, and and the, the HFIL. Oh, yes. God. The home for infinite losers. Losers, oh, no. yep. <laughs> yeah. In Wing, one of the most obvious euphemisms was at the end of the first episode in the edited version when Hero rips up that birthday invitation. He goes into to really and he's like, I'll destroy you. Yep. <laughs> Which almost sounds worse. It's like, man, what's this guy going to do? Is he, he going to
1: like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ripper and all killer there. and
2: stuff <laughs> her body like, in a... In some bog, (laughs) shallow grave. What
0: would be worse is if if he said, I'll ruin you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll erase you. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. So you had that dialogue, like, of a religious nature. So Duo calling himself the God of Death. No, yeah. can't have can't have that so in the edited dub he was the great destroyer
1: <laughs>
3: which just sounded so stupid
2: i am the great destroyer oh, i'm gonna destroy you
3: <laughs> which once again sounds worse than what you're replacing it with like so you, you think of a destroyer and you know i don't know
2: so it was interesting because you know you were hitting every target audience you had the little kids Who could watch Toonami during the day, the afternoon run, and watch their sanitized anime and still enjoy it. And then at night, you had teenagers and adults could watch the uncut version, which, again, at this point was unprecedented because there had never been uh, a show that aired in America that was completely unedited. No anime had ever had that happen. They and, have always and, been edited to various degrees, sometimes quite severely. And and I and I have to say, you know, as as much crap as
3: we give Cartoon Network about stuff, when it came to that, you gotta applaud them. The fact that they had you know basically the balls to sit there and do a sanitized version and then later on i mean 12 o'clock is not necessarily too late of a time kids could see it for whatever reason but the fact that they were able to sit there and say you know what we know that there's an audience that is going to want want to see this unedited you got to kind of give it to them on that you know so definitely
2: it was a bold experiment and one that did not last long no it did not That's the sidebar on that one. Yeah, that's true. So you move on. Original Gundam series. Not much editing that I recall there I don't, in that I dub.
3: Not much, yeah.
2: And obviously, since, uh, since the show got canceled after 9 11, never got to see some of the stuff in the end. They did show the last episode as uh, part of like this tsunami New Year special. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did not show Cassilia's death. Oh, wow.
3: I, I, I never, d- got, I to it, so I never I got to see it. I never got to see it during don't remember it.
2: I'm sure they had to have gotten rid of it. And um, I don't remember if Karen's death was in episode 42, so that never aired. So we'd have never seen how that would have played out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Probably would not have been the same way. Or Lala's death, how that might have played out since uh, that also was not broadcast.
0: You know, it's funny. I don't even remember the major edits that they had to put up with for... Mobile Suit Gundam when it aired on Tsunami because it was just um, so old. Yeah, it's so old. Plus, I I I I that's when I started to buy anime DVDs. So I, I bought the uh, the DVDs for that show all throughout its run. And the only way I could actually see the end of the show was actually um to buy the remaining DVDs, which I'm glad I did because I, I I would I got to watch the whole thing. I guess one of the notable edits is uh them removing uh an edit that Tomino chose, which is to remove well, a whole episode.
2: That's that's just a personal thing of him. Yeah, yeah. and reportedly, what I've read is that he's got an issue with someone who worked on that episode. Oh. And that that issue will stand as long as that person is alive, and he won't oh. say what it is.
0: But but of course in Japan when the, when the
2: DVD box. Oh, that's still available released. because you can yeah. be sure that they would be yeah. uh, getting the pitchforks ready and on <laughs> Akiba.
1: <laughs> Damn.
2: <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because it's, it is it is such a, it's such a bad episode, <laughs> <laughs> but not worse than the episode that preceded it. so
3: that is true. Oh,
0: the, the 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 plastic explosives uh the sit and wait up.
2: But anyway, moving on, another notable Sunrise Mecha show that did not get as good a treatment as Gundam Wing or original series. I'm talking Escaflowne, which ended up on Fox Kids, which yeah. also was the place where Cardcaptor was massacred. Oh, yes. <laughs> which we're not getting into. But yeah, Escaflowne. Um, this is an example of american people not understanding that a show is made for a certain target audience and they figure we can just edit it enough to make it work for another target audience Mm -hmm. and they did not like that escaflone was focused on a girl which you know it is because hitomi is the main character not not vaughn and not alan so Mm. if you do not like the fact that a girl is your main character Maybe you shouldn't broadcast a show about a girl (laughs) in your character because there's no way to edit that out.
0: No, there's not.
2: Don't. You shouldn't try to change something so much to the point that it's no longer what it was, which is exactly what happened with Cardcaptor where – they, they really chopped up that show to try to make Lee the main character and not Sakura mm-hmm. so that's what Fox wanted to do with Escaflone, and it just did not work at all they cut out the entire first episode because mm-hmm. that first episode is very shoujo and yep. it's all about uh, it me. you know Hitomi crushing on Amano Senpai <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then of course some action at the end when Vaughn and the Land Dragon cross over mm-hmm. but it's important stuff to build everything up and the whole like thing with amano and Alan and all this crap, it's important. that's why it's there in the original version, but no, no, no boy wants to watch this. Let's cut this crap out, so we have. The show starting at episode two with Hitomi already in Gaia, and they edit in flashbacks to the first episode to explain things. Which means, of course, they have to cut scenes from
0: yeah. episode two and three. True. Of course, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, the violence is cut down a lot, specifically when Zyback attacks. That mm-hmm. that is that is chopped down. Um, <clears throat> what is perhaps the greatest sin is that these fools, these infidels, yes, oh my God, they they butchered the score. Yeah, they yeah. did, and they felt somehow in their stupidity that their like synth. Crap. Power Rangers music basically was better than what Yoko Kano created. And while her music is there in certain parts, there are other parts where it's replaced with generic garbage. Yeah, I, I, yeah.
0: I watched, I I gotta say, I watched the first episode of the show and I turned it the F off. I was done. I was done. I was like, I taped it. I was excited it was coming on TV. I watched that first episode. I was like, well, that's it. That's all I'm watching. Because I wanted to see the show in English and I thought it would do the show justice. But after seeing how butchered it was. It's like, well, I'm glad I got this on, uh, I'm glad I got this on sub.
2: Yeah. And I was glad and I didn't watch it again and neither did a lot of other people because Fox canceled the show in America after episode 8 and mm-hmm. it kept running in Canada and just became uh, an abortion. <laughs> I actually do want to take a step back since we jumped over the entirety of the 90s yeah. and mention a mech related show of course that is uh, Techa Blade. Yes. Oh yeah. Which was I, edited into Technoman mm-hmm. and cut down a lot. I mean yes. you can yeah. you can read our reviews and uh, see some of the specifics but I didn't watch that show when mm-hmm. it aired as Technoman. Did either of you? I did. Have I- you seen it, it, Blade? It used to air On underpaid, wait a minute, UPN. Yes, UPN. (laughs) Oh,
0: what were you going to say? Underpaid Uh, what? Underpaid Neanderthals.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, Neanderthals, huh? Interesting. Interesting choice of word.
0: (laughs) Who knew? But, um, yeah, it used to air on, uh, UPN and I'd watch it every Sunday, um, before we go to, before we go to church, man. It used to come on like right in that block before we'd have to go out and be dragged to church. And I loved it. I thought it was cool. Um, it was neat to see that show on TV. And, um, it was just rare to see anime on TV in those days. It was like during one of the dry spells before the Tsunami, uh, kicked things off again. Um, but yeah, I, thought it was, a I thought it was, uh, thought it was uh, pretty neat. I liked, uh, I think the main character's name was Sho, maybe? Or, uh, what was his name? I totally forgot, but, uh the fact that he had the rivalry with the d-boy well no i'm talking about in the uh, in the in the dub oh in the dub of it i think they called him show or shoe or something like that and um he had that rivalry with the the blonde guy and um it was years ago i mean we're talking like 1995 so i can't remember all the details but it was a lot of fun to watch i I really enjoyed it when
2: it was on tv and i'd love to (laughs) see it so you have not experienced the uncut version. No, I have not. But after because I've watched some of Tekaman Blade uncut, but I've never watched Technoman, so I have no basis yeah, of I
0: comparison. I, I never watched yeah. Technoman either. Yeah, I mean, after That's- getting re reintroduced to the character in um, in Tatsunoko vs. Scalam, I really want to watch the show uncut to see. Uh, you know, just pretty much uh, all the all the things that they had to cut out of the show because isn't the show really violent? Or is it's it not it's that violent? pretty
2: violent. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean it's normal anime from what I've seen. Yeah.
2: So I'm gonna jump back to the 2000s. Only have three notable mentions left, unless anyone has any others after these. And one of them, not too much in the way of edits, but some hilarious edits. G Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which had number one the names of a lot of Gundams changed. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Obviously, God Gundam gone, replaced with Burning Gundam. Gundam, yep. Devil Gundam gets replaced with Dark Gundam. Gundam, yep. And a lot of other dumb changes. We have on the G Gundam reviews a table that outlines all of the stupid names, <laughs> uh, including one which the reasoning was uh, hilarious: the 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 Nether Gundam from the Netherlands. Everyone knows the Windmill Gundam, right? <laughs> Well, the the Japanese um, were afraid that kids would hear the name Nether Gundam and think of the Netherworld and death. Really? Yeah. Yes. So, by that reasoning, the name was changed to Hurricane Gundam because windmills spin, and there's hurricanes in the Netherlands, right? Right, guys? <laughs> right? Aren't Not that
3: there? I
0: know of, but whatever.
2: <laughs> aren't there? No, there, there, there aren't. They're wrecked okay. the by them. <laughs> yes Well, what's it,
3: what was uh the mexican uh the tequila gundam was changed and yes forget-
2: that's that's obvious the, no <laughs> yeah no alcohol that is a big no no so that became yeah. the spike gundam oh, yeah no. that's right it was spike I, I was trying to remember what it was i thought it'd yeah. become the chalupa gundam man yeah it was spike gundam <laughs> deadpool would love it if it became the chimichanga gundam oh that would have been and pretty the, much that would have been the junk right there <laughs> so Chimichangas. There, there is that um, in dialogue again there were euphemisms for death because death is a no no and kitties can't handle death so we gotta oh. use dumb euphemisms and g has some of the most hilarious specifically in the first episode that's in Neo Canada mm-hmm. with Andrew Graham oh yeah when he uh, he captures yeah. Rain and he tells her his sad story of mm. his past when he was a little wimpy guy who looks nothing like the guy he is now
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and he's like Argo Golsky erased my wife.
1: He <laughs> erased. <laughs>
2: and Rain's like, what? Erased? And I'm like, what? Erased? Erased. <laughs> <laughs> what? He took a he took a pencil and he he erased her. You
0: are now
3: erased.
2: <laughs> yeah. Who knew that would come back?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even really do a good Arnold, but. <laughs>
2: You've been erased. You've been erased. <laughs> yeah, and then he's he's gonna he's fighting Argo. He's like, I'm gonna erase you. Oh, wow. Like, really? really? That's that's not a very it's uh, not a very threatening insult there, buddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and and I think too, don't they? Um, isn't there something when uh, he kills Kyoji, or you know, after he does all that, they 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 change it a little bit there too, don't they? I don't the, recall the that. They, I'm just, I'm I can't remember about that because
2: I I do I do recall the one amusing dub error where someone was getting a little uh, too cutty and pasty, mm-hmm. and during the Hong Kong finals, I believe it's the episode where Sai Sai she's in love and those losers are attacking him, and oh, Domo yeah. steps in to help, and he calls for the Burning Gundam, but he accident, but they use audio of him saying Rise, Shining Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Wow, uh, you know, it, it, I I gotta give uh, Ocean and um, the people who adapted the script for G Gundam and uh, Mobile Suit in the previous Gundams uh, uh, props for actually going and recording lines that were true to the script um, and putting yeah. it on the DVD. Because unfortunately, of course
2: it- G Gundam is not that case because oh. they did an edited dub. Yeah. And that's the only thing that's on there. So if you watch the dub, to just cut costs. They didn't do these uh, alternate readings. So in the dub, it's always these stupid lines. Oh, jeez. And even there's some subtitle changes. Uh, A subtitle and dub change that's quite noticeable is uh, Chibody. Mm -hmm. Because he always calls Domon. uh, He's like, hey, Japanese. Hey, Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. So they changed it to Neo Japan. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But that's also true in the subtitles, so that's, that's kind of annoying that they edited that as well. Um, don't recall any other edits for that for G Gundam?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Other than the usual, it, like, too much violence, but it, it certainly wasn't edited to the extent that I would even say that Wing was.
1: Yeah.
2: No. Um, another tangentially related show, Outlaw Star. Yes. We got edits here and there, blood, dialogue. We're not going to get Sad. into that, but just oh, to mention...
0: A whole episode cut out because of fan A whole episode well. cut out in yeah, the Hot yeah, Springs yeah.
2: episode. Yeah. Um, two left here, two major ones. Mm-hmm. One of them is 0083. Yes. Ooh. Which was initially edited to be shown on Toonami, but was later broadcast on Adult Swim. Right. But right. instead of just showing it on, cut on Adult Swim, they used the Toonami edit, which is rather amusing. Because there's just like weird, weird dialogue changes like for example in the first episode um there's a line where Ko says something like oh this uh this Zaku moves like a piece of shit
0: yeah right
2: and in this edited version he says oh this, this stolen Zaku moves like a pig <laughs> like wait why how is it how is it stolen the yeah exactly <laughs> You, they they captured it at the end of the war because they won. Yeah, <laughs> they took all the Xeon suits and repainted them. How how is it stolen? <laughs> it's called spoils of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, other dialogue edits and you know blood edits. I didn't really watch Double Eighty Three mm-hmm. on on Adult Swim because it was just laughably bad. Some of these edits. So I don't know if anyone recalls anything else. I didn't really
3: see it either on um on Adult Swim either. So I I, I couldn't really comment on that
0: yeah i only saw the first few episodes and I, I i don't recall what edits they they had to make or what edits were made besides the obvious being taken out like um i, I would imagine smoking and things like that but yeah i believe
2: because um, they, they they used to do that they used to edit out any yeah. instances of smoking oh yeah which would sometimes show like smoke trails with no cigarette attached to it <laughs> <laughs> exactly and any vices
0: being abused they that no. that definitely
3: booze out.
2: all that stuff gone yeah, oh man. i forgot to mention <laughs> 8th uh, MS team yes. last episode not shown. Oh, yes. that's right. Yeah, forgot about that. Skip that entirely. And then the eighth episode, they added in Hi. all of the footage from Miller's report to have it yep. make more sense. That's really cool. Which was actually a, a good edit. A smart yeah.
0: move. Yeah, definitely.
2: And I think our closing point has to be, <laughs> has to be for this discussion. Oh yes, I know what this is.
0: I know what this is. Go ahead. Disco guns.
2: Oh no.
0: <laughs> Disco guns. <laughs> Disco
3: effing guns.
0: <laughs> when I saw those phases <laughs> I, I had to laugh. I could I I I lost it.
2: <laughs> so we're talking of course about the Toonami airing of Gundam Seed which started off on Toonami for its first half, but then in the second half went to like a Friday 1 a.m. death slot. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, it was a weird time.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, obviously Toonami still was having edits even into the uh, mid-2000s, and one of them was them realistic guns and bullets, which were a no-no. So they made them look much more toyetic by adding strips of like, neon lights to the guns and on the barrels yeah and when they would shoot they would have like pew pew laser sounds
0: that's ridiculous
2: and 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 really made that
3: episode of athrin and kigali on the island with you know pointing the guns at each other the whole time very laughable (laughs) i mean you sat there and you're just like It it,
0: it stripped it from all its tension yeah It turned it into a sitcom. Yeah, it's just like, now,
3: was this because of the 9-11 thing? too was that part of it too or
2: no this was just tv standards for kids it's anyway just, okay like, they're very right. against realistic guns if you look at american animation from say the 90s remember yeah. the 90s spider-man oh da- you ever oh, notice yeah. that the cops right. use these horribly retarded looking laser guns mm, that's right
1: yeah yeah
2: the the standards and practices boards they're just totally against real guns because oh a kid could never see a real gun like you know the toy their parents bought them at the store which is amazing because how did batman get away with that <laughs> (laughs)
3: Well, not only that, but the thing is, is, is I I, I, I guess death by a laser gun's a a lot easier than death by a real gun. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's
2: okay because laser guns don't exist. Yeah. I, I don't know what the reasoning is, but it's retarded. So it is really dumb. We had disco guns. We had blood removal. I'm guessing certain I didn't watch really see that much on Cartoon Network. I'm guessing some points were different. Uh, the death of Nicole. Yes. I'm guessing that whole swirly blood in the helmet thing is a no go. <laughs> Just going on a limb here. Uh, uh, I th- I'm guessing uh, Cyclops in Alaska. Once you pop, you can't stop popcorn. I think they
3: edited the whole, whole big reveal of "Hey, I slept with Kira" thing. Like, oh. I think I think they reworked it in some way. Wouldn't surprise it- me. Yeah, that was can't,
2: can't have the sex in either.
1: <laughs> yeah, it
3: was it wasn't as shocking as hey Cy, you're a loser. I fucked your best friend. Um <laughs> I I, it, I think it was something else. Like they
0: Hey Cy, we played Patty
1: Cake.
3: Yeah, we, we, we Patty we, Patty it,
1: cake. Patty cake We
3: we Patty share we, we shared in crochet or something like that. I don't yes. know. Nice. But
1: yeah.
0: what about when I, I don't know if you saw up to this point, but when um I forget his name, but the young man Tomas, I think, where he got beheaded? Oh told? He told. When he got told?
3: Oh. Yeah, got told. Oh. told. I don't know. <laughs>
0: That fool got told. Yeah, there
3: used, to be a, there used to be a big internet meme. You got told. <laughs> It'd just be yeah. a picture of that man's head flying out of the Sky or <laughs> that, that
2: That would definitely be gone. Um, yeah, that was definitely gone. Nataro's bloody death, pretty sure was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't see up to that point, I would imagine. Um, she got disco to death. <laughs> Patrick Zala's bloody death, I'm pretty sure was probably gone. How about the uh, immolation of uh, Kagali's father? Oh, that's that's a good edit. <laughs> that's, a, that that was that's, a, that's an edit I want on the, on the unedited version. <laughs> that's the only I edit say, I wait, my, my mistake. That would have been a good edit in Destiny had no, that oh, aired in America. Because no. <laughs> we only saw it like two or three times in Seed. Like the actual time that it happened and in flashback maybe two times. Unlike Destiny where... All the freaking time, you just see this guy standing there getting immolated.
0: Every other episode, man, just standing firm. It's like, brother, you didn't even try to run.
3: And actually, the whole uh, death of Nataro that that got resurrected a lot of times too. Um, and yeah. in Destiny, it's like, Dang. hmm, I didn't know, I didn't know knew Nataro.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, any closing comments on editing? in American TV shows, uh, Neil?
3: Well, I'd have to say, I mean, as as harsh as we are, you know, when it comes to these early, you know, the stuff that was done in the 80s, you kind of understand why they did it. It was a much different climate in the U.S. back then, and, you know, they we, there wasn't the free flow of ideas and information that you have now. I mean, you know, I, I think sometimes... You know, even we can be a little harsh on it, but, you know, sometimes we forget that back then, you know, to get an import DVD, you know, if you got it two years after its release, that was a brand new release, you know, so I I can kind of understand why the companies did this. They saw an opportunity. They did it. Does it make it right or does it make it less humorous? No, not really. But you know, it 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 it's definitely a product of its time. Um, as we see later on with stuff. Uh, in the 90s and 2000s with Adult Swim and Tsunami. Yeah, that's th- that's the same situation. It's like, you know, I think the standards and practices of television in the United States really needs to be brought up to maybe like the 1980s because most of it seems like it's done in like the 1950s. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it went up 30 years to the 1980s or, or 90s, uh, it'd probably be a, a lot. Uh, a lot more, um, you know, a lot less editing would be needed. So um, it, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's a very humorous thing, but I guess it's just something we're going to have to deal with up until the point that, you know, these things just don't matter anymore. And
2: I think... Well, in, in a way, I they think, don't. They don't really... They don't really pop up anymore. Yes, there have been things since uh, the point where we're stopping, like um, when four kids massacred One Piece. Oh, Oh, boy. But that's not part of our discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and you have to think, too... um, yeah you know, that's also when the attitude of animation was really looked on as being more if anything was animated it was for kids and you know that that's what they that's what they um that's what they targeted for so it's it's a lot different now so you know, if if there's ever a point, point, I know with the hopers and dreamers when the anime market blows up again in the United States, maybe maybe he will get this stuff unedited. So back to you, Chris.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Sobro, your your thoughts on editing. Well, I know um
0: in the eighties and the and the seventies with uh shows like um uh, Gotcha Man and Star Blazers and, and and going on to Robotech and Voltron, it was about tying things into toys. So, you know, they did whatever it could they could to get those shows on television. And and back what's that? Or potential toys. Toys. Potential toys. Well I remember Robotech and, 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 and Voltron having a considerable amount of toys back in the eighties. Um and yeah. And, um, and, and, and they, they, they did what it took to get those shows on television so that they could, you know, market people to buy the, buy the, buy the merchandise that was associated with those shows. In the 90s, um, you had a, a kind of a resurgence, or, or, yeah, a resurgence of anime on TV. So anime was finally showing up in, in smaller markets on cable channels. And, and Toonami was a big launch pad for that. And they had to do whatever it took to get those shows on the air. One series of note that we really didn't talk about, um, it really wasn't part of the subject, but a show that got heavily edited... And even though it aired on a late night slot was Cowboy Bebop, um, it was a it was a pretty much a miracle that that show even made it on TV. And uh, it, they tried for years to get it on Toonami, but there was just too much in it. But um, with the Midnight Run being a success, they, um, you know, Adult Swim got born. Adult off Adult of the- Swim
3: was created. Basically, Adult yeah. Swim was created, was created. by Cowboy Bebop. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Cowboy Bebop was the 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 crown jewel of Adult Swim when it first started, and, and then, even yeah. that show and
2: still is all these years later. It, it it is five indeed. five thousand <laughs> reruns after the fact. And that
0: show is it, even though in an adult slot where it was at, it had a ton of edits. Matter of fact, they had to take out an episode for a while because of a plane hijacking, and another episode because of uh, the, the Columbia. Was, the, the, exactly, the, the Twin Towers. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a there was a, a a scene. It was the um the the Cowboy the mad episode. bomber the mad bomber yeah they had no, the hear lefou and the and the, uh, P- and the uh, was aired but um but uh in its initial run it's just at right around 9 11 happening um the episode where uh it, the cowboy I, but, and-
3: but one, of, one of one of the worst ones yeah is the one i think it's the jupiter jazz one where they're <laughs> looking for somebody and it's a, it, in the actual unedited version it's two guys in bed together yeah when, you bust in there, but if you watch it on the tsunami edit, you see a guy in a bed and then you see the indentation of somebody's head on the pillow yeah. and there, it looks like somebody should be there but mm-hmm. they're not, they're not yeah. there
0: yeah they <laughs> may <made laughs> remove whole, one whole dude because I mean they, yeah. that is some words. cheap cheap digital editing yeah it's, yeah it's, had, it's, they, it's, it's bad they had some clever workarounds for that show and some whole episodes got taken off the run but Cowboy Bebop is a definitely uh, honorable mention
3: out the run but they eventually made it
2: back so yeah. I mean they did uh, after to air 5,000 more times no doubt <laughs> <laughs> oh I do um, want to mention one since we're talking about about like bad editings. Yeah. One that sticks out, and this is the only one that you had to catch it on that first broadcast. And this was on Outlaw Star. Oh. An episode where Gene got shot and he collapses, mm-hmm. and Jim touches him, and then he looks at his hand. And in the unedited version, it's supposed to be covered with blood, mm-hmm. and the camera is like on his hand, like total zoom in. You see his hand, and in the edited version, there's nothing there. And Jim says, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, what, what the hell is this? He looks normal. <laughs> but that, that's not that's, that's only what happened because the other part of it is he said, what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah they, they actually they, – they, they that was not the only instance. There was a few hells in Outlaw Star throughout its run. I, I yeah, I and
2: was they, they went back and changed them for future
0: reruns. Yeah, that was amazing I, I, because it used to air at 6 o'clock. So it was kind of like almost prime time type slot, but um, yeah, they they would let a few hells go away, uh, go through, and I thought it was for a tsunami that was an amazing thing at the time, but yeah, they took it out well, totally so. unintended.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, you know, I always thought that the, and I still do think that uh, the editing of anime for TV, especially in the 80s and 90s, it was a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. What used to bother me was when these edited and sometimes horribly edited things were the only thing available on video. Yes. Yeah. Like if you if you were a fan of Dragon Ball and you wanted to own Dragon Ball for the longest freaking time until Funimation stopped outsourcing this stuff to Pioneer and mm-hmm. you bought those videotapes or DVDs, you bought that horribly edited nonsense. <laughs>
3: And such at a high price, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And then you had companies like Bandai Stepping, and I remember that they did this. Gundam Wayne was one of their early DVD releases, and they had a VHS release, of course. But mm-hmm. What was interesting was they had an edited VHS release and an unedited VHS release. Right. Yeah. And it was clearly labeled, like, you know, edited, uh, you know, for kids, yada, yada, whatever. And then mm-hmm. there was unedited. So that was a sort of neat experiment that they had at the time. It's like everybody's satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, for little kids, their parents want them that's something that's marginally violent but not too violent get them that edited version and for teens and adults let them buy the unedited version on VHS or DVD you know my favorite my favorite company Funimation they did that with Yu Yu Hakusho also
1: on DVD yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> and You know, you had uncut stuff eventually becoming the norm until companies like Four Kids came along and, uh, again, massacred One Piece with massive episode cuts and combining episodes and changing the skin color of characters and... Mm You know, replacing um, guns with pop caps, and I mean, just all sorts of ridiculous edits. And uh, they did. their DVDs that came out were that edited nonsense with that garbage uh, opening music. <laughs> oh yeah, God! They, they um they did Yu Gi Oh no favors either by doing the same treatment to that, that. Yeah, but then thank God Funimation came along and rescued One Piece.
0: <laughs> Amen to them. They do great work, man. Funimation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine if if companies like four kids were still editing shows put them out on tv like what how badly edited would a show like fairy tale be
0: oh my god it'd be done (laughs) it would be uh it would it would it would end up like Escaflone.
2: what's what's this boobs female fan service (laughs) no
3: You know, have it,
0: it,
3: you know I, I have to say, too, uh, I guess I should have said this in my closing thing, but, you know, when the edits were done for, you know, violence or, you know, nudity and stuff, I can kind of understand that. But, you know, when you just mentioned Escaflone, when you have a situation where you're intentionally trying to change the dynamic of the story to, you know, from, you know, as being the, the girl as the main character to forcibly trying to make a man as the main character, that's when those edits get really kind of crazy. I can understand, yes, nudity and violence, you know, whatever. That's fine, because we see that with, you know, a lot of things on TV. But, um, you know, trying to really force the difference of the original intention of the people making the story, that I think is a bad thing.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. And my attitude always was and still is, you want to show it on TV and edit it to, to high hell? Fine. I don't care. Just give me an uncut version that I can buy.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Sometimes that wasn't always the case and it was it was always a constant struggle, you know, you you want to support a show that you like, but then all that you would be given was this edited crap and you don't want to enforce, you don't want to reinforce for the companies that oh yeah, we'll buy the edited crap. No, that's garbage. Nobody wants that shit. <laughs> no, and it, it shouldn't, Yeah. No. So, thankfully that's really not an issue anymore, but you know, it's recent enough in the past that I still remember those days very vividly. Oh yeah,
3: and it doesn't mean that it won't happen again. I mean, that's you know, it's it's always a situation that may happen again. So,
0: Well, let's let's hope let's hope they um they uh they, they keep up the trend of providing uh, the uncut stuff. But uh,
2: I guess we'll have to see when that next anime revolution starts, and you know, everything's <laughs> just so wonderful again. <laughs> rise up people Blood in the streets one of these decades <laughs> maybe so so with that I think we've said everything there is to say about this topic and Definitely. if there are other series you think we shouldn't have mentioned we know that you'll tell us anyway on the thread so yeah. go ahead so I'd like to thank Mula Flaga for suggesting this topic we're going to take a quick break and be right back you're listening to Gundam at MHQ.
1: This is my big day
2: Birth. What? Misfortune? That's right. Char, you're not saying that you were indeed a very good friend to me. Don't take it personally. You can thank your father for this.
1: (laughs) Char, you.
2: (laughs) You double crossed me, Char! (laughs) In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning, In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry.
3: Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact.
2: And this is Not That
1: Podcast www.ssapodcast.com, the ass backwards enemy podcast.
2: Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again.
3: Next, I said next. Damn it, this is not the DMV. All right, move it along. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Gundam at MAHQ. This closes out episode 115, where we reviewed the 28-year-old anime, Panzer World Galleon, the fantasy mecha anime that uh, that you should definitely check out when you have time, through through methods, as they say. Also, we had our second segment, a user-submitted topic, submitted by Laflaga where we talked about the editing of Japanese anime uh, in the United States uh, for primarily mecha anime and the edits throughout the years that that we pretty much came up with and and the reasons why those were edited. Uh, Those shows were edited. But um, before we close out the episode, fellas, do you have any shout-outs or any uh, last things to say at all?
2: Well, I do want to say, because I know someone's going to complain, that Mm -hmm. uh, their precious questions they posted three weeks ago haven't been answered. Oh, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's it's 2 a.m. Eastern as we're wrapping this up, so forget your freaking questions. You'll get them next time.
0: Uh we 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 couldn't do the mailbag uh, <laughs> because don't
2: uh, don't complain about it.
0: We're we're recording at a very odd time because of the holidays, and um, our, our time is a uh, really really short shortened this uh, recording se- session. But don't worry, your questions will be um, featured in a future episode of Gundam m We'll be getting back to the mailbag. We can't let it build up like we always do, so uh, it'll definitely be coming back in very much soon. But um. Any uh, any other things you guys wanted to talk about before we go? Yeah, I, I, I got two
3: things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is check out. I oh, thought those. they smelled bad
2: on the outside. I thought yes, they smelled bad on the
3: outside. I was on that one with me and Dolo, mm-hmm. uh, with Scott, great host, amazing Canadian, great man, and we were joined by the idiot, Jesus jab Christ, man. man. <laughs> and uh, it's actually uh it's actually it's actually an interesting conversation because it goes through the whole dot uh, hack franchise uh all the way through the video games to the animes and stuff like that so um you know uh a great conversation with scott he was asleep most of the time dolo great great things in there you know the idiot what are you gonna do uh he's 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 just an idiot but um Dude, what and are you doing? <laughs> And the second thing is I uh, sober brought attention to me that there's some website that's called Colony Drop that did a viewing and a review of Bad Boys 2, the greatest action adventure movie of all time, mm-hmm. did not invite me. So oh, no. anybody that knows these guys, <laughs> tell them to get in touch with me because this is this is unacceptable. <laughs> Very unacceptable. <laughs> And I'm sorry, anything dealing with Bad Boys 2, greatest action-adventure movie of all time by Sir Bay, should include me. Anything of that, so... Back to you, Solar.
0: If people know uh people know cats at Colony Drop, uh which of yes. course you can find their website at colony drop.com. And have them email yeah. me
3: because I don't do anything else. I don't do the Facebook or the, you know, the Twitter <laughs> any of that
0: any of that jibber jabber. <laughs> you you don't do that book
2: facing.
3: <laughs> I don't do that MySpace and my book facing and all this other no,
0: I just maybe
3: yeah. maybe
2: they can have you on the show to discuss bad boys three.
0: There you go. One
2: of these years <laughs> Or that, that that can be your hope and dream. No, no pain not, no. and gain.
0: <laughs> which is uh coming up soon. But also definitely check out uh, SBO podcast <laughs> That's a website for the I, I thought they spelled bad I thought they smelled bad on the outside podcast. Um, hosted of course by the Foul Sorceress and, and the gang. Uh, and Jabman Zero Two Five, uh, uh Neo person. the Person. <laughs> <idiot. laughs> that's best it's called funny. idiot indeed indeed Boy, they're peas in the pod jack
2: <laughs> but before I we call- just, i just i just feel so much love oh, yeah. <laughs> on this show today especially today
0: oh i guess this is episode we had
2: to hey chris about. she
3: had cancer so she couldn't write that movie so you know
2: you know i just i just feel so much love that it makes <laughs> me it just makes me want to hope and dream for a better tomorrow well, you do I, can, that. I can see it.
1: I can see that future.
3: Can you see are, that future? Are, 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 are you are you, are, are you systematically swallowing the vomit as you say that stuff? <laughs> He's trying to keep it down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you, what you can't see is that I've disemboweled myself.
1: Oh, yeah. simple, cool. <laughs>
2: so this is this is farewell for me goodbye Gundam it was nice knowing you not all of you and that's why
3: Dolo will be replaced in the next episode <laughs> yes he was slated to replace that uh Solbro when we fired him but you know <laughs> this came up so
2: what are you gonna do good goodbye cruel world All oh, the humanity etc cetera, etc cetera. goodbye right but that's great
0: <laughs> when you guys have time please peep these websites Head on over where the magic happens, mahq.net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at gundam.net. That's right, it's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at gundam.net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com a jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by mahq and gundam's own chris guanche and our favorite pedal bear south pedro cortez and that's it for this episode of gundam at mahq i hope you guys uh join us next time and uh, have a great night
2: don't worry An analysis of your genomes has already been completed. It's only a matter of time now before the appropriate gene therapy is developed. Of course we can't allow your conditions to progress any further, so we have devised this temporary solution. And so we slept. The doctors told us that in a few years they would wake us up when they had discovered a cure for our illness.
1: But instead... This isn't real. This can't be happening. Oh, please make it stop. Make it stop.
0: Gundam. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.
1: You think your world is safe? It is an illusion. Lie told to protect you. Enjoy these final moments of peace. For I have returned to have my vengeance.